they're a competition. <laughs> no shit. That, yeah. Wow. Like so personalities in, April, so in this so space. In, yeah. So in so in April. Oh. Were you like, hey, I don't really smoke weed anymore. I don't really do that. I was just like, I just sent a, a laughing face. Yeah. Ha ha. Yeah. <laughs> so let, let them wonder. <laughs> How are of, they uh, late? They are late. Um, start the show, Hillary. Yeah, he actually Hillary could have done that. Yeah, because you're not doing your part, Hiller. Um, my power went out here. And uh, yeah, did you nap after our show today, Brian? No time. Did you nap after our show today, JR? Yes. You, did you really nap today? No, absolutely uh, not. I wish Caleb, I could take a nap. Caleb, did you nap? Yeah. I woke up just now. The power's back on. My wife's gone. I'm like, what happened? She's like, dude, you were out. Excuse me. Uh, the quarterfinals are here. I don't want to beat a dead horse, but I listened to this podcast with uh, Adrian and Chase. And if you go, uh-oh, not you, Sporty Beth. Uh, if you go to the uh, 41 minute mark, five or six minutes left, and switch this. In my opinion, um, but an easy way to think about it is basically the regions that have more athletes. Adrian Bosman says an easy way to understand the worldwide rankings. In that worldwide top 100 would be more likely to get more spots awarded for their qualifying games position. <clears throat> that more people that get into that worldwide rankings top 100 uh, in your region, the more people you will have go to the CrossFit games. So let me say that one more time. The more people in the worldwide ranking top 100 in your region, the more people that you will have eligible for qualifying to the games out of your region. And I just want to emphasize that the way you get the vast majority of points to be in that top 100 is people you've already had who've attended the CrossFit games. Meaning that Without stating that, what Adrian just said, it is completely out of context because there are regions that have, haven't represented in the past at the CrossFit Games, and you will not be represented at the CrossFit Games because to get enough points to go to the CrossFit Games, you had to have already been at the CrossFit Games. And one of those regions is Africa. I just, just want to be super duper fucking clear about that. It, it, it's, weird to, uh, it's, it's weird to mention um, things out of out of uh context we have the we have the don't look at the burning house just look at the hedges yeah okay fine i know i told myself to be cool be cool savvy be cool and i am excited and and when i heard him talking about the layout for the quarterfinals this year i am really excited i think it's cool that they gave the layouts first have they ever done that before yes yep yeah well this i guess this is the closest i've ever been or i don't remember but i think it's really cool do you guys like this they 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 put out the layouts and they let us kind of uh, pontificate on, on what, what the future could hold? Yeah, I mean, as fun as it is just to guess what we think the open workouts would be, I think it would be even more fun if we got floor plans. Some would say maybe the open would be more fun without floor plans at all. Oh, is that what Brian says? Uh, not, Adrian, addre Adrian addressed that on the podcast this morning as well, to some degree. Yeah, but yeah, I mean, I think getting the floor plans a few days before, I mean, their possibilities are endless, but you see some things like you see a rower and you know, you're probably not going to be using it for lateral burpees. 
<clears throat> you could be Only. doing it for you. You could be using it for sumo deadlift hypo. Hey, this is a very interesting. Uh, Barry McCockner, dollar ninety nine donation for JR's lipstick. You know what I was thinking, Barry, is when they made that Crash Crucible shirt, they put a picture of JR on there, and you know in Photoshop how you grab the pen to match a color. Well, they fucking match that writing to the color of uh, the affiliate owner's lips, and now you know. McCockner uh, cracked the code for the uh, what color. What a gr- uh, great joke that was. <clears throat> Thank you. Thank you. <laughs> uh, JR loves this. Look at JR flexes a little bit. Stop looking at my lips. Stop looking at my lips. Oh, yeah. Floor, pa- floor, floor plans. Uh, Corbano. Floor plans equal uh, anxiety. Let's fucking go. So I, I can't read you, JR. We, do, we li- do you like the floor pa- plans? Yeah, I love that they give them to us. <laughs> Okay, good. Makes it a lot easier for me to start taping the floor a few days before all the athletes that walk <clears> in and expect the floors to be taped and cameras to be set up and clocks to be ready to go. What about the athlete side of you? That's the uh, kind of the affiliate owner side of you. Uh, what about the athlete inside of you? Oh, yeah. I think if you're an intelligent athlete or hopefully you have intelligent coaches, you're able to at least maybe put some final touches on what you think possibly movement combinations could be that are coming out. And it just gives you a little bit more peace of mind, a little bit more confidence going in. Uh, Mr. Friend? I just, I, I like JR's idea of, you know, what would it look like to just drop the floor plan for each open workout on the Monday before that week of the open? I think that might be a cool thing to try. So, so and, and then on Thursday, show the workout. Yeah, same pattern that they have for quarterfinals. <clears throat> just do it week by week for the open. I think that would be a fun way to... I mean, if you just drop a dumbbell on a, a jump rope on Monday before 23.1, a lot of people will be like, oh, dumbbell and jump rope. I could probably do that. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. Okay. I like it. Uh, next year. I think we're going to see it next year. Makes, <clears throat> it makes sense. Would there be any reason why no, they wouldn't no, do no, it? No, 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 no. Not yet. Because they never do the ideas that we talk about one year after. It's always two or three years after. Okay. 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 Two or three years. Um, th- there is something else he says interesting in the podcast that I want to um, make sure I point out. Um, the the pundits have been taking some shots at CrossFit in regards to the fact that they're they're bragging that they have a hundred and ten thousand new um, people sign up for the open, but only like twenty or thirty thousand more than last year. So that they basically they've lost eighty thousand people. But what Adrian also did say in that podcast was was that they had the biggest uh, uh, re sign up. He calls them repeats. I think what he means is that the new people from last year that did it again this year, like there was the biggest return on first timers doing it a second time this year than, or a, a bigger one than there usually is. I think that's what he meant by that. Yeah, I think so too. Returning registrants. <clears throat> first time registrants or just registrants? I, I, I inferred from what he said that he meant second time, meaning lap, yeah. 2022 was their first uh, and the percentage of 2022 rookies that re-signed up in 2023 was higher than the normal rate. Retained participants. Okay. Interesting. Okay. So really I can't do anything with that. Okay. All right. Fine. Never mind. Forget that. I, I, I take back my uh, compliment. Um, okay. No, you could say, uh, that's a good thing. It, well, it is, but it's not as good as I thought it was. Okay. Uh, um, okay. Uh, should we just dig right in and start just looking at the floor plans? Or actually, before we do that, give me an idea of what's going on. When, what, give me the layout here of, of what happens and uh, who's going. It's, it's well, the I top think, 10%. Yeah, so it's it's the top 10% after the Open. But, you know, looking back on the Open briefly, I think Brian had mentioned 
his open elite status. And I think mm. a lot of people responded with some questions about what what's what's the criteria to be an open elite. And I think he, he made a couple of posts recently on his Instagram about it. If we want to pull Okay, you up. want to start there? Okay, let's do that. I, and I couldn't understand the post. It was over my head. It was like uh, Twitter talk to me. I was like, oh shit, I need this explained in way more words. Okay. Hence the picture of you I just sent to the group uh, of us. Ah, okay. Uh, we are at Brian Friend CrossFit Instagram. There's a beautiful black and white graphic of the beautiful uh, Jeffrey Adler and the even more beautiful Brooke Wells. It says the open 2021 to 2023 elite. And then Brian writes the open elite. What if I told you that over the last three seasons of open tests, there are only one man and one woman who meet the minimum requirements to be considered the open elite. So now we're all wondering what is what what is the open elite? We need that defined. A uh, thank you to Vans Schindelgardens uh, for uh, the awesome graphic to help depict uh, this three-year study. Uh, take your time scrolling through. Oh, geez, he doesn't he sound like a, like an old person at a uh, like at an aquarium or something or a, uh, a museum. Yeah, I should have put on my Paul Macbeth polo and tucked it in for that part. <laughs> this is at your local uh, American History Museum. Uh, take your time scrolling through. If this is a topic of interest, I appreciate uh, appreciate how impressive it is to make this list even one year that there are very few who find a way to qualify twice in a row, and that only these two have managed to to do. Have, I should just say to meet. Have managed to meet the threshold for every single open test. Oh, you have the same. Um, you have the same uh, spell checker, a uh, proofreader that the CrossFit Games uses. That's cool. Mm-hmm. Oh my goodness! And Brooke Wells uh, commented on your post. She did. Yeah. And uh, yeah, so and this is something that I started doing a while ago. I think probably. If you scroll to the right, you'll see this, like the thresholds that I came up with for 2021. And you see the in bold there, the number of athletes that met the requirement. So 134 is the low end uh, for the women in 21.2. That means you had to be 134th or better in the world to qualify for that workout. And then uh, 242 on that same workout is the upper threshold for the men. And it's, it's, I mean, I should, it's just, this is just me basically, uh, just picking it, picking those numbers based on the results from those workouts. And so I'm looking for, I need more help than that. Like what, (laughs) how did you get this? It is. I mean, basically what I'm telling you is it's somewhat arbitrary, but I'm looking for like a, a, a benchmark or a threshold of time reps or weight. That is, you know, what I consider to be elite. Like there's a, you know, and it has to be, you have to cut it off somewhere. I usually just cut it off at whole numbers. So in some cases people miss this qualification by a couple pounds or a couple seconds or a couple reps in one workout, but I don't look at any athletes before I do that. I just look at the leaderboards and I say, Oh, like, you know, there's a 11, you know, whatever it says at nine minutes and that's 173. And that's right in the threshold. It's a nice round number. So that's what we're going to set the mark at for 21.3. Okay, get, uh, give me a second here. So this is uh, from two years ago. This is uh, 2021. If we theoretically, if we went to the leaderboard right now, we would look at um, the time uh, 1330. And well, all scroll the time- to the right one page, one one slide. If you scroll to the right, you'll see that for 2021, there was a, a group of athletes that met all four thresholds: those 10 men and those 14 women. And those are, on the left is their corresponding open rank. So those are the only ones that made the, the the met the threshold for all of the marks in 2021. 
And in 2021, we had the barbell complex. So that strength test eliminated a lot of people. Okay. Go, go back a slide again. I just, just to be, just to be clear. So all those names we just saw, those 38 names, uh, men and women's names, they all had uh, 21.1. They were under 13 minutes and 30 seconds. 21.2. They were under 10 minutes and 30 seconds. 21.3. They were under nine minutes. And same 21.4. He made an error here and he addressed it in the comments, but it should be the lift. And it was 300 pounds and 200 pounds were the benchmarks for men and women respectively. Okay. And wow. Okay. And how did you do? So Brian, if I went to 21.1 on the leaderboard and I went to 1330, there'd be 164 names uh, above. Yes. Oh, okay. Interesting. Okay. Wow. So many more women. Um, it's always going to be more, there are always going to be more women that meet the threshold, or at least for now are going to be more women that meet these thresholds than men because of the thing that I regularly remind you of, which is just that there's a greater depth of field. So it's harder to be elite amongst the men's division than the women's division. God, I still need to, I feel like I need to know how you came up with these times. It's not that important. Okay. But anyway, if you scroll through, there's, it's if you really, want, so it's, if you want Brian friend to think you're elite. I mean, look, I'm like I said, I'm not considering any athletes performance in making these. I'm just looking and seeing what did the best in the world do. And about 150 were able to do this, this, or this. Ah, uh, I see. Okay. 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 And would I see those patterns right away if I went to the board? Or I'd be like, okay, he chose everyone. Yeah. Now this. the now the interesting thing here is these look like smaller numbers in terms of you had to be better to do them in, in 2022. Uh, but if you scroll to the right. They're actually a, a similar to even uh, actually a substantially more people who met those thresholds or marks. Um, and it's interesting. It was really interesting to me doing that because a lot of people thought that the 2022 open was like catered to the non-elites. Like there was just very basic things that you had to do, but it turns out that the best in the world were also the best in the world at that. And there were quite a few who qualified that year, but not that many that qualified two years in a row. What's it? What's the, um, the turquoise? Hmm. I just see. Colton I think the Martins. turquoise are the ones who made it to uh, who qualified t- twice. Um, okay, so Mal- that might, but I think that I'm not sure you got the color colors perfectly here. At the bottom there, it tells you who the ones were that qualified between 2021 and 2022 in the black. And and, and I see Phil Tunes on there. You didn't boot him. It's very nice of you. Well, you didn't. You didn't find any drug test during the open. And who is uh, 29 on the women's side? This is Valentina Magliotti. Magliotti. She competed in Dubai this year. Crossfitter from Italy. Is she good? If you get on this list one time, you're pretty good. Uh, number 15, Addison uh, Desrosiers. Mm-hmm. Who's that? She competes on a team frequently. Number four, L- Lori Clem- Clement. Do I know yeah, her? Yeah, we've talked about her before. A master's age athlete excels at the body weight open style workouts. All right. Uh, Number 15 on the men, Nicholas Anna uh, Polsky. Yeah, competed on a team that year as well. And then the rest of these guys are almost all uh, individual, right? Number six, Victor uh, Lung. Yeah, we talked talked about him a lot last year when he's doing well during the open. So, yeah, very high level. And if you keep scrolling to the right, you'll see the 2023 qualifiers. Uh, there's less than 2022. Again, the lift eliminates a lot. Those are the thresholds. And I get, was pretty generous with the lifting on this one, but it still eliminated a lot of people. Uh, Emma Carey, for example. Um, and then, you know, there was a, there were few, very few people who qualified at all this year. And then of those people, there were 
obviously less that qualified two years in a row and only one and one that qualified three years in a row. Uh, let me see the list for 2023. Scroll over one more. <clears throat> and, and why so few this year? Which one did you, which, which, which number did you pick that, that, that screwed so many people? I mean, even fourth place worldwide, Tyler Christopher didn't make the list. It was very difficult on the men's side, especially almost everyone was eliminated, not even because of the lift, but because of either 23.1 or 23.2 a. Interesting. Okay. And, and, and the only two that were all three years are Brooke Wells and Jeffrey Adler. Yeah. And I put all of their stats at the end of this slide because I just, you know, I think it's like, it's pretty cool to, uh, to, you know, to, to perform this well consistently in, amongst the worldwide population on basically a random collection of tests. Um, uh, blink three times if you're okay, uh, JR and Caleb. Uh, JR's like a cobra when he strikes, he's deadly. Oh, I thought you were gonna say he's like a cobra, he doesn't have eyelids. No, um, I was just, I was thinking about how impressive it was that Brooke was the only one that's on this list and she was doing it while coming back from a major injury. Mm -hmm. That is incredible. And, and, uh, just in case anyone was wondering, Mal O'Brien barely missed on one of the tests from like maybe by 20 seconds or something in 2021. And Tia, if not pregnant, also likely would qualify, would have qualified for this. But, you know, circumstances are what they are, and neither one of them did. I didn't see Medeiros on any of these lists. It generally doesn't perform very well in the open relative to live, major live competitions. Uh, is Vellner on any of these lists? No. Nope. Um, and, and how do you choose whether you're going to go with Jeffrey or Jeff? I don't know. Okay. Cool. Uh, anyway. Is this going to be something we're going to be seeing on a, did you, have you done this before? I did write an article about it a couple of years ago. I had done one, I think for 19, 20 and 21. And there were a few more athletes that made it across all three years. Maybe, or oh, there was only one male at that time. I think there were three women. I'm going to, I'm going to do my own elite. 18, 19 and 20 would be cool. Cause it was the last three years. There were five weeks. Mm-hmm. You think but, there would be upheaval? Rich, they, I mean, Rich makes it made it almost every year. He just didn't make it this year because of the lift. Mm. All right. Uh, okay. Uh, anything else um, before we talk about what's happened? What what's happened in the season? Uh, where and, and where we're going? Like, kind of where we're at. I think I think we're good. All right. Uh, so everyone knows the CrossFit Open goes or the CrossFit Games goes from the Open to the quarterfinals, to the semifinals, to the games. Last year, there was a stop uh, um, between semifinals and the games that was called the uh, last chance qualifier. I believe that is gone. Is that correct? It's correct. And so right now, we just finished the Open. Uh, the One of the cool things about CrossFit, it is a super-duper low barrier of entry. Everyone in the world could enter. It's a massive net. It's not like the Olympics. There's no politics involved. That hurt to say that. And uh, uh, anyone can enter. You pay your 20 bucks and you do it. And so we got all the scores. Uh, we got all the rankings. And we know that out of those 300,000, and obviously there's different categories. We're just talking about individual right now, correct? Mm -hmm. Individual correct. men, individual women. Yep. That every everyone is uh, able to enter. And so we uh, take the top 10%. Um, how, how many people were there? How many women and how many men were there in the individual? Do we know? A total? Or do we know quarterfinals? we know either of those numbers i guess we could figure out we know like, how many people like how many invites were sent out or how many people yeah like how, how many men in the world qualified for the uh, quarterfinals 
Oh, uh, I don't know if the world, I'm sure helping has the worldwide. I just have it by region here in front of me. Okay. Um, but it's, it's you have, do you have a rough number for the men and rough number for the women? Is it like 20,000 in each? Yeah, it's like 18 to 19,000. It's probably 19,000 for the men, substantially less for the women. Okay. So basically maybe like maybe like 19 and 15,000. Okay. So if you're in that top 10% of the open, uh, uh, so that, that would be that 190,000 men entered and 150,000 women, they take the top 10%. And now where are we? What happens? Did these people get an email saying you've now qualified for the quarterfinals? Yeah, I think emails were sent out at some point today. And Today? Is that what you said? Mm-hmm. They were sent out. Yeah, I think they were sent out yesterday when the floor plans came out. Did on you get Monday. one, JR? Yeah, I thought it was still thought it was Monday. Yeah. Okay. And, and everyone gets the same one. All the men, all the women. Doesn't matter how good you are, how bad you are. If you made it into that, you got an email. Yeah, and it doesn't matter if you're going to be competing team, like Adrian said on there. You know, they're not, they're not going to sift through and just not send to people that they know are already going to be on team. If if they want to sign up and do the test, they're going to be factored in. You know, from all angles. And then also too, like masters and teens. So if you were good enough to qualify on the individual side for quarterfinals, they don't take into account your age either. Okay. At least for the masters, Brian, I don't know if that's true for teens, if they're even allowed to do that or not. 16, 17. Yes. Okay. Okay. Here we go. Top 10% of athletes, 25% for the teams. Let me see if they got the numbers here. Thank you, Justin. I'm scrolling down now. Uh, it looks like the quarterfinals is going to be three days long, uh, five workouts. Uh, one or two workouts are due every 24 hours. Uh, teams and age group have two days and and four workouts. And those will not be this week. Those will be in the subsequent weeks coming up. <clears throat> yeah, teams and age groupers have four tests instead of five. Oh, it's interesting. They have the individual broken down here. Yeah, that's what I was looking at um, to do the quick math. I didn't see the total number, but just did a little mental math. It's time I get a haircut. Uh, did did Tia qualify? Mm-hmm. Crazy. I wonder if she does it. Seems like she's probably going to. Uh, uh, Fergie says Tia is a saint. Okay. Uh, so now, so this happened. So, so the, so we, they gave an equipment list a few months ago. So we know all the equipment that's going to be used up it until could potentially car- be used, potentially be used. Um, and equipment could be used twice, right? Just because we saw in the open doesn't mean we, ch- we cross it off the list. Yeah. And we and- speculated that that might be the case because there were some, elements that were included in the open that were not not there were the volume was very low like a double unders for example and and then and then the and then now the floor plans were released and the actual workouts will start to begin to be released on this thursday march 16th well i think at this point we're expecting all of them to be released on thursday yeah they'll all be released on thursday at 12 pacific and the first window 24-hour window will be Thursday to Friday. And at that time, they'll have to have tests one and two scores submitted. But that doesn't mean that they may have not already done tests three, four, and five. 
So each 24 hour window, they have two scores due, two scores due. And then the last 24 hour window, they have one score they have to submit. But the order at which they do them is still kind of left up to the athlete. So, so on the 16th, we think, you could- we think that that's the case. There, there were indications earlier in the year that that might not be the case and that they would <laughs> release the workouts two at a time, 24 hours, two more, 24 hours, one more, which I thought would have been a positive change. There's still the potential that they will release all the workouts, but they might do something like give a password and the password might, passwords for the workouts might only be released at specific times. So they might say, here are all five workouts. The password for workout one is uh, Johnny and the password for workout two is a tree. And you will tell you the passwords for workout three and four, 24 hours from now. And they, and if they did something like that, they could still potentially force them to be done in a specific order, which I think some people are in favor of and some people are not in favor of. But we don't know. So, so if we're, if what JR is saying is correct and they release all the workouts on the 16th, then you're saying that there is a chance that someone could do uh, workout number five and three and submit those that basically you just have to at least submit two on the 16th. Yes. Yeah, someone, so, you know, for example, Oh, uh, we don't know. Let's say that I'm going out of town on Friday evening and I'm just like, well, I ha- I don't have, I'm not going to be around this uh, Sunday, Saturday, Sunday to do any workouts. So I'm just going to do them all from Thursday when I get them until Friday before I leave, I'll submit one and two when I have to. And the others I've already have them done and I'll submit them when they're due. Interesting. And, and, and will they be reviewing these um, in, in real time? So let's say you do workouts on the 16th and they tell you, Hey, uh, you, you know, the, in your deadlifts, you weren't standing up all the way. Um, do, will you have a chance to redo it? Yeah, you could have a chance. And that's uh, a point that's usually driven home in the last couple of years, like by Adrian and others that, Hey, the sooner you get your scores in the leaderboard is blind. So the, the, the sooner you get your scores in and you upload videos, if there are any issues or you have any questions, there's still time. But if you wait until the deadline is approaching, there's not a whole lot they can do as far as saying, oh, yeah, actually, we couldn't see you completely in the frame or all of your GHD wasn't in the frame. And this is going to be an invalid video. Would you uh, I'm guessing then the recommendation is, is like, hey, if you're going to submit videos, submit them early and submit them to YouTube so that if people are going to talk shit, they'll, if people see you doing fucked up shit, they'll bring attention to it. Don't be afraid. Well, I know in the past, let when you submit get a after score, you. Yeah. there's just a place for you to post, a, you know, for you to copy a link to the video. It doesn't matter if it's private or public. So you can, you can go ahead and do it when you submit the score, or you can wait for them to ask for a video. But right, chances but, are, if you're planning on making it, you should just submit the, the video when you submit the score. I guess my thing is, is you could submit a video and they could not have time to check it. And then they check it after it closes. Yeah, I don't think that there's any guarantee that they'll that they'll look at it ahead of time. And and honestly, they're not going to look at a majority of the participants' videos anyway. But if you have a time that's competitive to win, then they might look at it. Um, <clears throat> but again, there's no prize money in the in the quarterfinals. There's nothing that you you know in the open. The top five people plus the winner every week get paid out something. So there's like a reason for them to review those videos and. Quite frankly, it doesn't matter if you're the best scorer on all five workouts and you're Justin Medeiros, there's still not any really real reason for them to review your video. Like it's like, yeah, whatever. He's going to we know he's going to semifinals, whatever. The only reason would be if they were catching flack from the outside. Well, the so the here's here's the thing. And I spoke about this 
Um, oh, I know I didn't speak about it here actually, but I was I was have been having. Oh, this Brian! Oh, Brian! Oh, Brian! What? He's getting his podcast confused. Well, I mean, we're on for three hours this morning, so you're getting your pot with your with those. Uh, oh, oh, I'm sorry, Brian. Your pictures break. Oh, we lost Brian. Oh, there he's back for a second. Uh, thank you for humbling me, Salah. <laughs> I was talking about this with some people earlier, and the fact that for the open, it, it's. In, outside of the top five, the money winners, it's not very relevant for the elite athletes because making it to quarterfinals is an afterthought. And for those people, honestly, making it to semifinals is an afterthought as well. For the bottom 70, 80% of the open, the quarterfinals is also irrelevant because they have no chance to make it. But there's a group of people, maybe like, let's say the 20,000 men made it. So, you know, 5,000 on either side of that, like a group of 10,000 men that don't know when they enter the open, if they're good enough to make it or not. And that's the population that CrossFit has to ask a question of themselves. Do we care about these people? Because those are the people that care the most about the open, because it is the make or break for them of if they get to meet their goal for the year, which is making quarterfinals. I know for a fact that there are people that are going, that are registered for quarterfinals that, that did zero open workouts. They didn't even do them. They just put scores in that were competitive enough to make the cut and no one asked for their videos and no one asked to check them and they're going to do the quarterfinals. It's, wow. It's it's embarrassing from a personal wow. perspective that people would do that, but it's also embarrassing from an organizational perspective that people well, could get away with it. How, but let, let me just say this real quick in their defense. There's no way of stopping that. There's no way of stopping it. And so it completely delegitimizes the advancing process of the quarterfinals, you know, because I'm trying to make it. And I wasn't good enough this year, but I know that there's people that may or may not be better than me that just put in bullshit scores to make it through and no one's holding them accountable to that. But there the is no way to thing. hold them accountable. That's the problem. It's not, that's not CrossFit's fault. I mean, well, CrossFit it's, it's, needs to reevaluate if that's something that they want to be uh, condoning or supporting or encouraging. Well, they would have to change the whole, whole entry process. There's no yeah. way you could have I mean, enough people to that check. We've talked about before. Yeah. Okay. Right. So they've created a system that's unmanageable on their end, is what I'm saying. In the if you want it to be stage, legit. Okay, that's fair. Yeah. At the quarterfinal stage, it's not the Justin Medeiros's and the Brooke Wells of the world that, that really matter. We know they're going to be well within the threshold to make it. And again, there's thousands of people that register that have no chance to make it at all. But on the cut line, 30, 60, or 120, so in, or I guess it's only 30 or 60 now, depending on what competitive region you're in, there are a group of 20 to 30 athletes on both sides of that line, and those are the people for whom the quarterfinals is critical. And it is a major, major goal for, for that group of athletes to qualify for a semifinal, just like it used to be to qualify for a regional. Additionally, because of what you said at the start of the podcast, if you don't make the semifinals, you're capped at 3,000 points that you can earn in a season. As soon as you make the semifinal, your ceiling for points earning potential skyrockets. Now, you might not get very many if you don't do well in the semifinal anyway, but at least you have a chance to. So if I'm if I'm uh, an athlete that's participating in quarterfinals, I don't care if you review Pat Vellner's videos. Who cares? There's literally nothing on the line for him. He doesn't win any money. He doesn't get any you know recognition for winning any individual workout. Maybe he'll get an Instagram post on CrossFit Games or whatever. But if I'm athlete 50, 51, 52, 60, 61, 62, I'm bound to know for sure that these videos are being reviewed and that that guy who's 59 is better than me if I'm 61 and that he did it legit. You would you would hit them up. Those are the videos that need to be being reviewed. Oh, 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 oh. If you're in the last 10 qualifiers in your competitive region or the first 10 out, 
I, you know, especially the last 10 in every one of your videos should be being looked at at least, uh, Carlos, with a, at least with a, an overview and glance. Uh, Carlos Ernesto, uh, I agree with Brian. I could I could have lied and added two reps to my 23.2A and make it to the quarterfinal. I didn't do it. I know people who did, and they're on the quarterfinal. One of my friends is even on steroids, and he's in the quarterfinals. <laughs> Asshole. Uh, okay. Um, we, should do, we should do a show on this. It's, it's interesting – because if they want it to be a, a, a massive movement of a school of fish, it's going to be. I don't. I don't see a, an easy solution. But but yeah, but, I mean, look, we, and we someone could probably come up with one. all that we want. But you know, there are there are limitations. There are metrics that CrossFit HQ and the games team, the internal team that Adrian always talks about, are looking at that we don't know about. So we would we could have that conversation and come up with with solutions that seem like they're great, but absent the information that they have. We, you know, we might be coming up with a futile solution anyway. Right. Okay. So then, um, so this, uh, let me just go, go back to the scheduling uh, real quick. So they'll, and on, uh, they released the floor plan on March 16th at noon Pacific time. Um, sorry. I know you went over this once, Jer, already at noon, they give all five workouts. When is, when are the first two workouts due? What time? Friday at noon. So the 17th at noon. Correct. And the, and then two more are due on the 18th at noon, and then two more are due on the 19th at noon. One will be due on the last window, the fifth workout. Okay. And we don't know once again what the order will be, or if there will be an order. Hopefully, they'll give some clarity on that uh, on by noon on the 16th. There's a chance they won't. They might just have Becky Harsh come on and go. You know what to do. You know how to enter a score, right? Yeah, I mean. I think everyone that got an email on Monday will get another email on Thursday saying, welcome to quarterfinals. Here are your tests. The first two scored tests will be due no later than Friday at noon. Go for it. Because they know a lot of people will wait until they see the workouts before they sign up. You can sign up all the way up until the closing of the first scoring window. So, which like is the, the, Which is also true for the Open. Yeah. Right. So you can sign up all the way to March 17th at 11.59? Yeah. Okay. I think it's also worth mentioning for anyone who's uh, you know doing quarterfinals or, or potentially frustrated with this, this timing of it that it's a global competition. So that 12 p.m. is specific time. And you have 24 hours from that time to, to submit your workouts. But for some people, that's midnight. Then they're asleep. And for some people, it's 3 a.m., 6 a.m., or 9 o'clock in the morning the next day. But from whenever that moment is, you have 24 hours to do it. And you should, you know, if you're good enough to be participating in the quarterfinals, you and or your coach should have already been thinking about that and planned out a way that you can, you know, do these workouts or a place that you can go to do, do these workouts that are not interfering with classes or whatever else. And yet for some people that might have to be late at night or early in the morning, or they might have to take an afternoon off of work. But you know, if you want to participate in it, it's not, it wasn't not unknown. It's not like that's surprising. And this is the third year that we're doing it. So you should be prepared for that. Uh, okay. Uh, how many people will go from the quarterfinals to the semifinals? 300 men, 300 women. Uh, from each region? No. All together in the world. Altogether. Wow. Okay. And then, and then from there to the games, it's 40 and 40. Correct. And we don't know that for sure. We're just guessing from last year. We know that. They've already said that. 
Yeah, there are 23 pre-distributed spots and 17 that will be allocated between quarterfinals and semifinals to get to a total of 40. And the um, those how, how many uh, of these uh, semifinals are there? there seven. Are seven, correct. Uh, so seven. So they all don't have the same amount of participants. North America, East, West, and Europe have sixty men and sixty women. The other four have thirty each. Okay. Wow these the, these could be really amazing events. Yeah, I think that I think that the North American semifinals and the European semifinals are going to be extremely competitive and extremely uh, entertaining. The only caveat to that is, you know, CrossFit has yet to uh, announce or release what the format that those 60-person competitions is or, or the format that they will, you know, take place as. So there are, you know, there, I'm hopeful that they've thought that through well and that they have a good plan in place for how to do that. I have my own uh, speculations and opinions but, you know, those competitions are four days long, whereas the ones with only 30 men and 30 women are three days long. So there is already a built-in additional time to accommodate those athletes because there's also more teams competing in those competitions. 40 but, teams, I believe. Right? 40, 40 teams with the 60 exactly. individuals. So that's, you know, to Brian's point, it makes you wonder, is everyone going to compete four days? Are the teams going to start Thursday and be done on Saturday and then the individuals start on Friday and be done on Sunday? How are they going to stagger everything? Are they going to cut? Are they not going to cut? You know, with four days, they could potentially do a cut before Sunday. And you could take six out of the eight tests. And then if you're in the bottom 30, so the bottom half, you're done. Might not be any cuts at all, but we don't know any of that stuff yet. Do all of the, um, will all of the semifinals have the same workouts? Yes. All of them. Mm -hmm. Okay. Well, and, and that's going to affect, that's definitely going to affect the but choice. They might of the not work. all take place on the same days or relative days. That's what we're, you know, we're waiting to see. Okay. And that's going to be interesting because that's always, uh, there's always there in some of these places there, there are uh, some equipment restrictions. They're not going to take 30. Um, uh, what are those things you, you put on your shoulder and you walk with yoke? They're not going to take, you're not going to have 30 yokes in Africa. They might have the same number of, uh, yokes as they do athletes in the top 100 right right oh, what is this number what's helping sharing those are the number of participants in each semifinal, and then the what he's saying is the most likely outcome based on all the studies that he's done about the current worldwide rankings the projected worldwide rankings after quarterfinals and the subsequent application of the dehaunt method for the distribution of the final 17 spots so 22 from North America, 10 from Europe, and then uh, three Australia, and then it just trickles <clears throat> down to whatever those other places Yeah, and are. if that's the case, then exactly what I thought was going to happen when they first announced this is going to happen, which is all 17 spots that they took away from Europe and North America are just being redistributed back to Europe and North America. And if that's the exact case that it is, then this is actually worse for Europe than it's been the last two years where they had 11 qualifiers uh, because they got one through the last chance qualifier each year. And it, it actually did nothing in terms of achieving the stated goal, which is to have a more competitive, a more a field that's more reflected of the actual competitive landscape for both men and women. And when you mean worse for Europe, you mean not just necessarily less people, but less people who are deservingly to go relative to the field. Meaning they would just they, last year, there were 11 women a year. If those numbers hold that Mike said they would have 10 this year. And I'm contending that they should have at least 15. 
based right, on based their competitive on how performance. They are. Okay. Uh, Ethan Bowen brings up a good point. Uh, he will also uh, be going. Uh, he will be going to the semifinals if he does. So uh, he says, "I'll be going to the semifinals if they don't make me submit a video." Um, let's talk about that for a second. Do do all the what are the rules with the quarterfinals? Do all of these people? Do all three hundred people? Will they have to have videos of every single one of their workouts? Historically, they've asked for two workout videos. Is that right, Chair? Uh, I know last year two athletes that competed at Crash and did all the quarterfinals there um, got thumbs up for all their tests videos. They they submitted videos on their own, or they were asked by CrossFit to submit all five videos. They submitted all five and got approval for all five. But if you submit zero, what's what will happen? If you submit zero videos? Oh, that's, that's a good question. I'm not sure if they re- request just two, request one. From my understanding, they would do it based on the leaderboard in the 24-hour window. Like if you were someone that was in the top 10 after day one, they went ahead and asked for those videos. And, and, then, and basically what I'm saying is they should be asking for the bottom 10 of the qualifiers, not the top 10. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Wasn't that in the email that they sent, uh, JR? In that first email, doesn't it say, make sure you videotape all of your, or make sure you record all of your workouts? Well, there's been some there's been some problems with this in the past, and I would prefer to move on to the floor layout plans pretty soon after this. But um, Halpin just explained it here. It says that you you should have them available, but you do not necessarily need to share them. Okay. All, and in the past, there's been there's been grace period where it would say, hey, Savan, uh, great job on uh, quarterfinal test number two. Can we see your video for that? Okay. And you'll say, I didn't take a video of it. And they'll say, okay, well, you have three days to give us a video that shows that you can do that that work. Oh. So, so and if that's the case, then you open up just another one of these scenarios that could happen in the open, where I could just put in five scores, wait for them to ask me for the videos for whichever ones they want to see. And then I know that based on the past circumstances that if they say, hey, we need to see workouts two and five, then I would be like, okay, I'm going to go do those two workouts, having maybe never done them before and send the videos. And if they're the same score or close to what I got, then they may not ask for one, three, and, and four. Yep. And Halpin or Brian, when you guys can correct me, but I'm, I'm almost positive that they've given themselves essentially eight days that they've said that on the 27th, the quarterfinals leaderboard will be finalized. So it ends on the 19th. And then on that Monday, they send out invitations for teams and age group qualifiers. And then the following Monday, the 27th, I believe, is when the quarterfinals individual leaderboard, they said, will be finished. Uh, uh, thank you, Jared. Mason Mitchell, um, why would you volunteer to share reps so keyboard warriors like Killer can attack you? Well, that's the reason you want people to do that um, while there's still time left to redo them as opposed to when they're, if there's not time to redo it, right? I mean, that's the goal to have people look at your shit and call you out because if your shit's wrong, then you have I mean, a couple of days to redo it. Yeah. I mean, obviously we would, we would hope that everyone who's do, who's participating in these things has some degree of integrity, but it's just known that that's not the case for everyone. Uh, Magnus Holmgren in reality, who cares about quarterfinals? All we want is Brian friend. All right, fine. You got, you got the best of both worlds. You got both. You got JR with lipstick. You got Caleb. Yeah, Brian. Um, okay, uh, let's let's take it over to these uh, floor plans. 
Um, anything um, by in, in any of these that stood out to you? Like, oh shit. Oh yeah, there's entirely too much that stood out to me, but I'm gonna try to keep it as <clears throat> as as shallow of a deep, as shallow of a dive as possible. Okay, uh, Brian, let's try to get him to go as deep as possible. Well, let's try to fuck up Jared's plan. And notice, by the way, just in de- in defensive CrossFit, they got a camera in here. So I mean, they're that that's like better have that's a fucking normal. camera. Yeah, they, they do you that. better film that shit. Okay, uh, and we so test number one. That means it's test number one. That's that's why even number. Well, I guess you have to number them so we can talk about them. Well, no, you've got to number them because the athletes got to know which test they got to submit scores for by the end of the twenty-four hour window, which is going to be test one and two, regardless of what order they do them in. One and two are going to be due Friday at noon. And 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 look, seven. What you're saying is is what everyone knows. If you're going to number the tests one through five. There's an implication there that your intent was for them to be done in orders one through five, <clears throat> but they've they've they're not they're not monitoring that. So the tests do matter for the reason Jr. said, but they're kind of silly for the reason that you're thinking. Okay, and, and are are the, why are there six uh, slides if there's only five tests? <clears throat> An alternate view for the first workout. Oh. Okay. Shit. All right. God, this is getting complicated. When was the first year they introduced floor plans? 2021. Who? Uh, Scott Perkins, uh, hell no, share it all, JR. Okay. Uh, what, what do you guys see? What, what's the plan here? We're going to look at these, and then you guys are going to speculate on what you think the workouts are? Yeah, I think actually before we start talking about this one, because – we have rings here. It's probably good to listen to something Adrian has said. And I think it's important, like after last year and all the predictions, saying that he's been kind of an open book compared to how Dave was about telling us a little bit about how he thinks and about things that he values and what he thinks athletes should be focusing on before the games and before the last chance qualifier and all that kind of stuff. So this is a just a brief Instagram live he did with Rory. And what he says here at the end, to me, is something that everybody should have heard and should be taking note of because it may come to light in the open. I would argue it did in main quarterfinals. I'll argue it will in semifinals and at the games. Oh, this is good. I can't wait to hear this. All right. Um, It's like we are, the whole training methodology is like be broad, be capable, right? And when you take a tool and you reduce it down to one thing, I'm just like, it just seems like such a shame. It'd be, <clears throat> to me, it's like, oh, well, I have a barbell, but all I do is deadlift with it. It's like, really? Right. Why? Like, there's so much cool stuff you can do with a barbell. Why would you only do that? Yeah. I feel the same way about, you know, the double unders. That's what a rope has become to a lot of people is just my double under machine. Um, I, could, I could not agree more. Yeah. And uh, same thing with the rings, right? It's like, well, that's my muscle up machine. That's all I do is muscle ups yep. on that. Like, okay, cool. But there's a lot more that you can do that. Maybe you should be, but you could do, not me personally, but that one could do, that one could do with the rings. No way, man. You give it two minutes, I bet you come up with a dozen different things that you're not doing now that you could do tomorrow. Uh, you know, Buddy Lee had a video that was like 200 things you can do with a rope. All right. So what you're saying, can we go back to that floor plan and, and specifically around that? I know, JR, you're saying, hey, you should just carry that with you. Those, that voice and that sentiment with you um, through all the stages, but specifically here, you're talking about the rings. 
Absolutely. Because how last year, some of the programming, the event that he chose to repeat, you know, the legless rope climb event, the, the fact that we didn't get to see it put into action, but we know the alpaca was going to introduce a like 2001, two and three <laughs> rope climb version that whenever it was programmed way back in the day, it was always either from a seated position or legless or L it wasn't, it wasn't done any other way. And we didn't get to see that happen. But if we go backwards and we look at what he chose to do at all the regionals and then what he was going to do at the games, um, the age groups doing the strict pull-up max, you know, all that kind of stuff. The writing was kind of on the walls. So he did muscle-ups the first week of the Open. Maybe that was his way of saying, hey, this is the easy ring movement, guys. This is the this is the unicorn that you guys think about, but really it's like one of the easiest ring movements you can do. Now, I'm not saying that in quarterfinals we're going to do back rolls to support. But I absolutely think that a back roll to the support is something that they're going to they're gonna do at the games, if not this year and years to come. Because I think that for a lot of people, movements like that were reserved for grid or they were reserved for just Glassman videos. Or like you said, Glassman came down the hall one day and just brought all of you guys into the gym and wanted to teach you guys a back roll to support for like two hours. So I think just going backwards, think about how many times ring dips have actually shown up in CrossFit Games competition. There was the 50s chipper, 2014, just like the legless workout at regionals. They did Elizabeth one year with power clean, not squat clean at the games. They did dumbbell snatch and ring dip in 2017 when it was the dumbbell year. But I absolutely think that these rings are not for muscle ups and they're for something else. They're either for ring dips they're going to find out a way to do a ring push-up standard where you elevate your feet or you say, hey, measure the bottom of the ring. It has to be six inches off the ground. At the bottom, you have to touch the shoulder and fully lock out at the top. I mean, I think that there's going to be something like that. Another way of Boz reminding everybody, hey, basics, basics, basics. I think push-ups. I think you're right. Oh, what what about what uh, what about Patrick Clark here is saying? What about pec tears? What about uh, um, recognizing? You think he starts with small numbers? Thinking about that. I mean, there's a few things it could do. I know judging is going to be the thing that people talk about the most. And while there's a ring dip on every ring muscle up, it's not consecutive and it's not fast, right? There's some time in between each of those ring dips where you get to scrutinize them a little bit more closely, but. If he slowed you down and said you had to do strict ring dips, you know, maybe that helps. Maybe it keeps people from staying up on the rings as long. But like Brian can tell you what he thinks. When I look at this layout, like it screams to me, maybe three couplets back to back where you have a barbell and a handstand push-up movement. You have a barbell and a ring movement and you have a barbell and a handstand walk movement. And it's kind of a progression, but also like a classic complementary push and pull, maybe like a deadlift with each of those gymnastics variations. Oh, why not a triplet? I was thinking something that was organized more like, um, well, I uh, think there's going to, there are like going Nate. to be at Is least, Nate? yeah, but I think there are going to be at least four movements in this workout, right? Because they've the 10 inches from the wall and there's nothing that's indicating that it's a wall walk because that other tape line is eight feet away, which is much further than this, the starting point of a wall walk would be. So that 10 inches to the wall is almost definitely going to be for, a handstand pushups or an evolution of handstand pushups using the same standard that we saw in the open. The fact that they have 25 feet of space designated is, mm. is 
uh, I think is get the, a lot of a lot of people think that they're going to traverse the barbell across that space, which is possible. But it's I think that it's most likely just going to be an evolution from some kind of handstand push up to a handstand walk later in the workout. Maybe you have like you know three rounds with a barbell ring and handstand push up movement evolving into three rounds of a, di a different barbell ring and handstand push up movement. Um, and then you got the rings. So you got, you know, something now, if the barbell is just uh, maybe it's an overhead lunge across that space, then you could be, have a triplet where you have handstand pushups, overhead walking lunge and something on the rings. Uh, what are the implications of that? Sorry, if you guys already said this of that, um, eight feet, the tape being eight feet apart there. It's just, uh, to make sure that you're I think it's safety. It's, I think it could definitely be safety, but I think it's, it's, you know, the floor layout plans and Adrian addressed this in the podcast with Chase that came out this morning are also put in place to eliminate some of the kind of ridiculous setups that we've seen in opens past where people are just doing things in really tight quarters that are either, you know, that's not really the intent of the transition to just be sitting on the rower and then grab a pull up bar that's immediately above it. Or it's something that's distinctly advantageous if you have the setup available for that, but knowing that not everyone will. Okay, because well, when I think of safety, if you just have one person out there, then I, I can't see a reason for having that. Uh, like, why not? I mean, that 25 feet, I, I'm just thinking, why not have that 25 feet be away from that line on the wall? You're only going to have one person out there at a time. Uh, well, that's a good, a great uh, thing to talk about. I mean, the nice thing about having the floor layouts out on a Monday is that you can think about that. You can look at this and say, okay. I have to have this, this, and this to, to meet the check marks for this workout. And given the layout I have at my gym, how many people can I put through this workout at one time? And then I have, let's say, based on the space I have, I can do four. And I have 20 people at my gym that have qualified for quarterfinals. So that means Are I'm going to- Are there gyms like that? There's gyms where 20 people have qualified for quarterfinals? JR, how many from your gym made quarterfinals? Uh, more than 20. Holy shit. So it's will to they run. all do it, Jr. There, probably not. But but think about that to run twenty plus athletes <clears throat> through that workout that that takes up so much space is so demanding in terms of wall to rings to barbell to traversing twenty five feet, and then let's just say the workout is a fifteen to twenty minute time domain, uh, and you have that many people that you need to do it in a 24 hour window where there's also another workout that you have to get done and you still are likely running classes and having all these other things going on. I mean, it is logistically challenging for some gyms, very logistically challenging for others, but at least they have Monday through Thursday to prep for that. Whereas in the open, when you have a workout like 23.2 A and B, it's just as demanding in terms of space that's needed because not only do you need the, the, the space, the pull-up rig, all the space where the shuttle runs, then you have to have heavy barbells loaded somewhere on the perimeter that you can move in. And it's just an excessive demand in terms of time and space, especially if you have hundreds of people that you're running through that workout. Um, okay. Uh, do we want to give, give a shot uh, at what the workout is? Anything else we want to say before we slip? I think we should do that and then move on to the next slide. Okay. Go ahead, Brian. Lucky you, Brian. Um, okay. I think we're going to have, uh, I, I'm going to stick with kind of what I said before, which is I think there's going to be three rounds of a handstand push up variation, uh, an overhead squat, and a toes to ring, evolving into uh, three rounds of uh, handstand walking with um, maybe, the, maybe a, a same or a heavier overhead squat and uh, a ring muscle up 
plus dips variation. What's a ring muscle up plus dips? You mean like a ring muscle up and then like uh, a dip? Like maybe maybe every round has seven ring muscle ups, but after each one, instead of doing one dip, you have to do three. Okay. So basically you're saying three rounds and each round is a different couplet. Uh, it would be like a triplet into a, a, another triplet that's higher difficulty. Uh, JR? Yeah, and just to like piggyback off his point, I really like the idea of using high rings for ring dips instead of low rings because it gives a uh, puts a premium on being able to stay up for longer. It's like say you're doing like a three rounds of 15 deadlifts, 15 ring dips, but you know on sets two and three, fatigue is going to start to set in. Well, every time you come down and break, you got to do another muscle up to get back up there. Which will so, not be the standard at the quarterfinals because it says rigs can be configured in any position. <clears throat> Right. Hey, what it means is that they need to be five feet away from your barbell in any direction. Okay, but 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 they could be low to the ground, right? It's not what we don't know that they have not specified if they're lower or high rings. Okay, so those are the kind of things assuming, they can change that they can change that. Yeah, I'm assuming that they're high rings because of the way the diagram is. But there's, I mean, what was it last year where they just put a like a barbell or a, or a squat rack or something and no other information, and then it ended up being the the, the total other total so yeah there's definitely still the possibility that there's some missing information here okay jr um i'll say i'll just keep it simple and say like uh three rounds of 21 deadlifts 21 handstand push-up a lot of people have asked me do you think they could do deficit and just say that the edge of the plates are what has to touch the edges of the 30 inch tape line so your hands have to be on top of the plates but you just have to put the plates on each edge outer edge it's possible you know it could be a progression from like strict to to deficit strict or even kipping deficit which they did last year um but you know just for the sake of this i'll say that hey if you were uh if you were strong enough in the open to show that you could do them strict now you get the right to kip them so we'll just say the three rounds of kipping um 21 kipping handstand pushups, 21 deadlifts, rest a minute, um, three rounds of 15 deadlifts, 15 ring dips, rest a minute. Um, uh, I'm sorry, two rounds of that. So three rounds of 21, 21, two rounds of 15 and 15, and then one round of like nine deadlifts and nine handstand walk reps. So like ah. one 25-foot one segment is one handstand walk, and you have to do not this. All righty. But I really like Brian's overhead squat prediction. I, I was telling a lot of the people that are doing quarterfinals that if I had to guess, I would say it's probably a hinge from the floor. But if it's not, I think overhead squat with shoulder interference makes a ton of sense because the first two years of quarterfinals, we've gotten very dense shoulder fatigue tests. Uh, time domain? I think this would be one of the longer ones, if not the – yeah, I think one of the two longer ones, 15 minutes-ish. All right. Number two. Thank wow. Okay. I like this. <laughs> this should be the open diagram for twenty four point one. Perfect. I'd like I love that rope. <laughs> yeah. I think it's RX smart gear. <laughs> you recognize it? <laughs> uh dumbbell, one dumbbell. Mm-hmm. One jump rope. One could even say it looks like some sort of heavy rope. Uh, one jump rope, one dumbbell. 
Mm-hmm. I don't think it's going to be quite that simple, though. <clears throat> you have to hold the dumbbell in your feet while you jump the rope and jump up, lifting the dumbbell up with your feet? Uh, not that complex either. <laughs> I think it's important, too, when you look at this floor plan specifically, that people automatically assume it's a couplet. That is not the case. It could be five different dumbbell movements with sets of double unders in between each one, much like that open workout that had a hundred double unders after every movement. So just saying that this is going to be one of the couplets is you you don't know that at all. Um, But I think something that is worth mentioning is that last year when we got floor plans on test one, we had a pair of dumbbells and wall space. And everyone was thinking, oh, it's going to be dumbbell squats and handstand variations, or it's going to be dumbbell thrusters, or it's going to be devil press. And what did we do? We lunged for, for reps, for steps, and not for distance. So they didn't include that on the floor plan. So like my idea from this, and I know Brian knows this workout because it, was, it came out on main site recently, really simple. Five rounds, 50-foot overhead walking lunge with one dumbbell, 50 double unders. Do I think a test like that is appropriate for quarterfinals? Yes, if you mandate the double unders have to be unbroken this time. And it just becomes a signature buzz. It pays to be accurate. It pays to not mess up. It would make a lot of sense to me for it to be something simple like that. Five rounds, 50-foot overhead walking lunge with a 70 or 50, 50 double unders unbroken. If not, yeah, maybe we do get single unders. And it's like, hey, you got to do 200 singles and then – whatever 50 dumbbell snatches and then 200 double unders and 50 squat snatches. I mean, it could be something like that too. The, the possibilities are endless with this setup right here. You bastard. That was like almost my exact prediction for the workout. Was JR, it really? We showed yeah, that. I was going to say 400 single unders, 40 dumbbell snatches, right? Like um, with the heavy dumbbell and then 200 double unders or 40 per arm with the heavy dumbbell and then 200 double unders, 20 per arm squat snatches with the lighter dumbbell. Uh, JR, what about um, this video <laughs> that we started the show with showing Rory and Adrian that you're letting us know, hey, <clears throat> it, it might be the same equipment, but it's going to be movements you haven't seen before. Any, do you have any outlandish uh, predictions with that dumbbell? It'll be used as in a, as a kettlebell swing. Do you have any, any outlandish predictions for the rope? Um, Triple unders? You know, I, I, I sent some... I sent some touches to a lot of the people that follow some competitive programming that I give them. And just at the end of like a EMOM, I told them, Hey, just, just do 30 triple unders, just accumulate 30. And they're all like, what do you mean? You think we're going to have to do those? I said, no, I don't think you're going to have to do them, but what if you do at least this is not the first time you've ever tried. Right. More likely to see a triple under or to see a crossover double under. I think triples are easier to judge. Unfortunately, than crossover doubles, but I think it would be really unlikely that we see either of of them. When you see uh, the dumbbell, like the, the the last thing that I would think of, that's a really that's actually what I was going to say. That's that's really good. So that's actually was going to be my prediction for what the kettlebell was used for. We think about when there's ever been weighted pistols in CrossFit competition. It was on the Cinco's one with the four or five deadlifts and the weighted pistols. And I'm almost positive that that was also one of the few times they mandated you had to do five reps on the right, 
and then five reps on the left. You did not alternate legs on pistols. One of the few times I've ever done that. So I thought that maybe the kettlebell, everyone was going to think, oh, what are we going to use the kettlebell for? And since they've done pistols the last two years, they were actually going to use the kettlebell for a weighted pistol. Uh, by the way, when I think of uh, Adrian Bosman and movements, I think overhead squat and weighted pistols. I, I mean, that, I mean, that's. Well, like I, I, I will wait till the games, till the games prediction show. But I found a a gym, some might call, of him doing a one arm overhead kettlebell squat uh, pistol. Yeah, one arm kettlebell pistol overhead. I, I think I've seen that. Is it outside when he does it? The video. I can't tell you that. People will try to go find it. Okay. Um, what about this? Uh, this uh, uh, a reverse? Uh, I've never actually seen it, Caleb. Maybe is there such thing who, as a reverse? Yeah, wasn't there someone who, under? who, when they first showed up at the games, they were doing double unders in reverse? I think there was, and um, Jason is really, really good at backwards double unders. He can do like twenty or thirty unbroken. It's just like he has like jump rope skill sessions, and he was like, "Hey, can you do these?" And I said, no, dude, I'm going to be so, so uncoordinated. And he got his rope and just did like 20 of them. But it's really impressive to me. I actually asked Chase today. I got it. I said, handstand walking backwards, uncommon movement clause or no? Because think about it. They've always said for double unders, the rope must turn forward twice. But they've never said that you could not walk backwards on a handstand walk. And I've got a really good friend who is a collegiate pole vaulter. And she still says to this day she can walk way faster backwards than she can forward on her hands. But she's always wondered if she was allowed to do it because it's not in the rules, but would it be an uncommon movement? Dude, this chick makes these look smooth. So all, these not- people, all these people are saying that the athlete that I thought that, that it might have been, I just couldn't remember. But it was, it was Josh Bridges when he first started doing – not uh, not du- he did singles backwards though. I don't think he did double unders backwards. I think it was doubles. I have a memory of him talking about that somewhere. I have him on tomorrow. I'll ask him. I'll put it. I, I want to say was it not maybe an eleven point one, the fir- like in the first open workout ever that he did his double unders backwards maybe. Uh, because it couldn't have been a rule back then. It was the first time they were ever programmed like in the open. I guess maybe they they did him at the games maybe in. 2009 or 10. 2009 is the first time. Yeah, also in 2010. Uh, CrossFit Corey, uh, I tried it and it's pretty easy. Okay. That's cool. But yeah, the other thing I was thinking too is that like, you know, I think we talked about this kind of a trickle down from them doing the pistols all on one side and all on the other. Could it be a one-arm dumbbell movement where it's mandated 10 dumbbell snatches right, double unders, 10 left, double unders, 10 right, double unders, and you just fatigue that one limb over and over again until you're not able to really do them unbroken? Or could we ever see like a stationary lunge where you just have the dumbbell overhead or on the shoulder or in the front rack and you're lunging 100 reps, but you're not, you're not displacing any, anything. You're just stepping back. Remember you said Greg hated step back lunges. He, I mean, the walking lunge for him is the only lunge. Um, uh, and Jared, what do you think about the thought that they might have uh, two different weight dumbbells for this workout? It only shows one there. You might only be using one at a time, but could you have something that progresses either from the 50, 35 to 70, 50 or the other way around? Absolutely. And I actually, I actually think about a Wadapalooza qualifier from maybe two years ago. 
that was like a handstand walk workout that had dumbbell snatches that went from 50 to 70 and how cool of a workout I thought that was. Yeah. Oh, okay. Well, tomorrow we will, um, still okay. won't know. Thursday. And I think this was going to be on the shorter end of like a six to eight minute workout. Wow. So Josh just gave me an answer to the question. Uh, we'll save it for tomorrow's show. If you'd like to know, uh, he, he's got a lot of information on it. Yeah. Uh, yes, but you are a big deal. Um, okay. Uh, uh, predi- predictions uh, for, for that? Thank you, Caleb. We, yeah, let's get the show moving along. Predictions for this? I'm going to say it's a it's a chip for 400 single unders, 80 dumbbell snatch with, uh, with a heavy one, 40 per arm, 200 double unders, tw- uh, and then 20 dumbbell squat snatches with per arm with the lighter one. A chipper. I like it. I should keep it simple and just do that main site. Five rounds for time, 50 and 50. Overhead walk and lunge. Double unders have to be unbroken. So a couplet, kind of opposite of what you said. Mm-hmm. Okay, fine. Good to go. We'll accept it. Uh, test number three. JR predicts against for workout test number two against his own advice. Bold, bold move. Um, okay. Uh, just one one view on this. Uh, tape lines five feet apart. A plyo box doesn't tell us how high it is, but it looks like one of those ones that has three different heights and a, a barbell. Oh, and this one has a. Did those other ones have athlete start? I don't remember seeing that. No, this is the this is the only this is the only floor plan that shows an athlete start. Much to Jr's uh, pleasure. Yeah, what what is the point of that? I'm not sure I understand. What would well, what I think the, the implica- point of this is basically that the movement's gonna the, the workout's probably gonna start with whatever the box movement is, and they want you to start five feet away from it. So you have to move there, do whatever on the box before you come back. Yeah. Oh, I was thinking that it's because whatever the number of reps are to go back and forth five feet, uh, they want you to finish on on a certain side. I think this is an uh, a well, you think uh, that there's, think, so, or am I just crazy? Or you, you guys should make fun of me if, if you think there's some sort of movement there that's five feet back and forth, or that's a safety thing. Um, I don't think so. so. So this has basically been a test five in 2021 and 2022 quarterfinals. It's been the exact same floor plan, except with a rower. Yeah. <clears throat> so in 2021, it was nine six three. Um, that actually started they actually started opposite where the box is on that one uh, because they ended on the box jump over um, snatches 185, 135 burpee box jump overs. Everyone uses 30 inches. And then in 2022, it was for time 30 cal row, 20 burpee box jump overs, 24 and 20, 10 snatches, 185, 135. So this is pretty similar to that floor plan minus the rower, but very similar to 2021 which makes a lot of people wonder would would he do a repeat in in a quarterfinals hey, you answer that what do you think i think he would but i don't think he will i okay. actually think that i think that this test is going to be similar i think it's going to be a high power output test i think this has the potential to be one of the heavy tests because as we go through them we'll see that there's not just a squat rack and there's not just a barbell that maybe strength is going to be tested under some fatigue and I could see something like um, 
a similar rep scheme, like maybe um, 12.96 of burpee box jumps, which they haven't done, where you have to open your hip at the top, or clears where you have to jump all the way over the box just as a small wrinkle, and then like a clean and jerk at 225. Hey, wasn't there in in that weight list in that list of weights? Wasn't there something in there that showed that there wouldn't be anything heavy or no? No. Did, did they a, tell you how much weight you need in plates in that equipment list? No. Too much detail. Okay. Well, it's, it's I like the clips they have in this picture. How they have clips on there. Those are awesome. Yeah. <laughs> Some people were asking me too if like. Um, he would kind of pay homage to maybe some of the old regionals workouts. And like, when I see this, I think twenty one fifteen nine deadlift box jump, um, at three fifteen, and how brutal of a test that would be for like a quarterfinal. I, I actually, I think the idea is pretty cool. I think it would be a little more cool if they tweaked it a little f- to be like a burpee box jump. So you still opened up the hip, but that line being there just screams over. It's it, you got to be going over the box, or else why even have the tape line? Unless it's just to show that it's five feet away. <clears throat> I don't understand. I, uh, oh, oh, the tape wh- line is gonna is like it's so it's designated one of two things: either just the five foot increment, but it's more likely also suggestive of a burpee where you have to straddle the line. And if it's shown oh. on both sides of the box, then you'd have to you'd assume you'd have to straddle. What the fuck? Of the, what the fuck is the point of that? Um, Craig, of that? Uh, what's the thing rule? To it's make sure a, that, to make sure you're perpendicular to the box and you're not doing your burpee at it like a diagonal. What I don't get why they would care. Uh, I mean, it's it's a it's a legitimate question for sure, and I think that Adrian was alluding to it again on the podcast this morning. It's like, do we need floor movements? And there's some you can make the argument for or against. This is just why uh, not just make two feet that? on the ground? Like, there's no, there is there any implication of athleticism or or um, I, I just don't get why you would need to straddle that line. If you got both feet on the ground, who cares if you're forward, backward? Who gives a shit? You do not. But some No, I just want it to be easy for the judges, and I want to see athleticism and creativity. I think they're just trying to create a uniform standard to say we're not doing lateral burpee box jump overs. We're doing bar fa- box facing burpee box jump overs. Mm. Right. I mean, it's different. Like when I program at the gym, we and we have burpee burpee uh, over bar. And it's a busy class. I don't care. Most people are doing them uh, lateral to the bar. Just yeah, diagonal is faster. Let them but, do it. Like, exactly. Like a couple of times during the year, I will make them do bar facing burpees, facing the bar perpendicularly, just in case it comes up because it has before, so that they're ready for it. And I think that it's uh, responsible as a coach to have your athletes practice both. It's, and the lateral jump is valuable, and the and you know turning around and facing the bar takes more time. And Sevan, you asked about. What's the big deal about not, not having the athlete start arrow on all the floor plans? Yeah. Is because people can't be trusted. And you're going to now make them go and read on the standards to the line that says at the call of three, two, one, go, the athlete will start at blah, 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 and then progress to blah, 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 where they will start their 30 handstand push ups. It's a lot easier if the green arrow is just there and you can right. look at the floor plan and say, hey, where do I start? Oh, I right. don't know. Okay. Yeah. I can probably start on the rower, like that kind of thing. Okay, right. See how good Caleb is? That's exactly... Damn, you're good, Caleb. And then Caleb flips through them to show us that the arrow is missing on the other one. Damn, you're good. My feeling is this. I like the... Like, if, if you're ever going to argue, like, that there's a difference between the workouts and then what happens at, at the affiliate, the competition workouts, yeah. 
may, all your gym members maybe should have like some sort of line there and try to get your feet on either side straddle. But fuck, there's a point where I want to just fucking un untether the athletes and let them go. Look, you got to get over this box, do a burpee, and get back over as fast as you can. Go, and let's and let's see, let's see what happens. Let's see. Yeah, how and that I think like manifests just the saying that you can't touch the box and do a box clear, like it wouldn't be that far fetched. I mean, I've talked about it before. You you have to pay attention at the games. The last thing they did on up and over before the axle lunge was they did clears over the pig where you had to clear it in the air and you were not allowed to turn your body in the air. You had to land on the other side of the pig facing the same direction that you took off from. You weren't allowed to like turn your body. And so I think if they, did something like this, it would add a little bit more athleticism, obviously a little bit more plyometrics, probably a little bit more leg fatigue and heavy breathing. So I think it would be cool if that was kind of trickled its way down. Have, have you ever seen these videos? It's, I make these videos on my Instagram where it shows my kids jumping and then it comes to a point where they can't jump over something. So they have to dive over it. <laughs> have you ever seen that? No. And then they have to dive onto a mat. That'd be a great thing to see at the games. Make it just be like, hey, you got to clear this. And some athletes are going to look at that. The vast majority of the athletes are going to look at that and be like, hey, there's no fucking way I can get over that, jumping over that. And then someone's going to be like, yeah, you got to dive over it. You got to go head first. And then yeah, they're going to say, Avi, come on out here and show these guys. How yeah, to do you, you got to go fucking head first. You got to go head first. I could see it in that, uh, like that event. What was the event where they ran back and forth and then they had to do the jerks on the blocks? What was that event? <clears throat> Shuttle to overhead. Yeah, stick something fucking high in the middle of the field out there. That they got to get over. All right, free free advice from Sevon. Dive roll, yeah, dive roll. Thank you. I have a thought about this workout. I think that we might see, um, you know, in a recent <clears throat> podcast, very not random. Boz, Boz mentioned a workout of uh, power cleans and handstand pushups from the open years back. There was an increasing rep scheme of one movement, but not the other, or, or at different intervals they would increase. Different intervals, yeah. And I think I think we might see an AMRAP here of burpee box jump overs and heavy deadlifts, with one increasing more frequently than the other. And which one? Uh, the, the deadlift increasing? No. Uh, I mean, so I would in, say, yeah, I would say same number of burpee and then deadlift increasing, unless like, kind of like seventeen point one or twenty 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 point two. Was that but the it could, deadlift? But I mean, but it also could just be a, an homage to the. Uh, uh, if you're thinking along these lines of the toes to bar and was it uh, clean and jerks, or it's like three, three, six, six, nine, nine. I could see mm -hmm. something as simple as that. It's like six or seven minute AMRAP of three, six, nine, 12, 15, 18, et cetera. Deadlifts at three fifteen and, and burpee box jump overs. So simple. you think, so you think deadlifts is a good, I think it fits here. And I think that yeah. deadlift box jump combo is, uh, you know, old, again, an old school open couplet that we were used to seeing that hasn't been tested recently. I, I like it. I, I would love to see heavy deadlifts. When you say heavy, you mean you know, 315 or bigger, higher? Yeah. They did have that one year. They went up to 35 reps at 365 pounds. It was 14.3, which I thought was the only bad open workout that year. I just, I just thought of a way they could do the jump over. You could make it so they have to jump over, but because you feel sorry for the athletes the first, first year, you put the high crash pads on the other side so that they don't have to, like, you know... Uh, do you want to take a, sh uh, a shot at this, Jr. What you think it's going to be? No, I, I actually I, I like Brian's guess. I I am a little bit inclined to 
wonder if there's going to be some sort of death by trickle down and maybe that will trickle down to the semifinal level because they've they did death by wall ball for the age group semifinals last year and they've done something similar in the open with 13.5 he just kept doing thrusters and chest of bars until you couldn't get the work done anymore they've also done it with like overhead squat and chest of bar a couple years in the open where the reps just kept going up and the time interval stayed the same until you just couldn't finish the work in the allotted time anymore and I wonder if like to what Brian said, where one of the movements stays the same, maybe the box movement stays the same, but the barbell movement increases and it's a death by format here where you have two minutes to do 15 burpee box clears and then three deadlifts. And then you start again, 15, six, and you start again, 15, nine, then you start again, 15, 12, and you start again, 15, 15, you just keep going. If there's going to be a workout like that, um, or if we're just thinking way too hard about it. I wish there was a gym in my, I wonder if there's a gym in my area close to me. I'm going to regret saying this. That has a, like a quarterfinals night where I could go watch people do quarterfinals. I was just thinking about how well, invested. it takes place over three days. So like we, I've blocked out times at our gym for that. Like, yeah. You know, it's, it's communicated to like the 24 hour access members that the floor space is reserved for quarterfinal athletes during this time. And it's open to anyone who would want to come by and watch them do the workouts. And I'm, I'm sure a lot of gyms have something like that. I was just thinking about how invested JR has to be. He owns the building. He's got a fucking shitload of clients who are doing it, a shitload of clients, even more clients who aren't doing it. And I was just thinking, fuck, it would be so good for me for these kinds of shows if I went down there every night and just watched like for 20 minutes and just get some perspective on just what this fucking takes to pull this off and how hard the athletes are working instead of just sitting in here in my chair and waiting for people to donate money. Like, you know, maybe make a little more investment myself. <laughs> Sevon pretending he's going to leave the house. Well, now what I'm worried about is some affiliate down the street's going to invite me now. That's probably going to happen. Good. I hope so. Go on a Saturday. No, I'd, I'd actually go every night. I'd take my boys down there. I'd love to do that. Like if JR's place was like three miles down the road, I'd do it. I'd love to. I'd love to. Um, Not Brian's place. Yeah, fuck Chicago, dude. <laughs> fuck Chicago. <laughs> it's so gross. I can't believe you live there. It's grosser than where I live. I implore you. I beg of you to leave. No, you're doing God's work there. It's good. Okay. Test number four. What the fuck are these machines? Are those transform? Someone left their transformers on the. Uh, my kids left their toys on the. Check the equipment lists. Process of elimination. You can figure it out. Uh, that's a mechanical bull on the left, and it says GHD touch floor. That's a rower. <clears throat> God, I hate it already. My kids do these magic tricks. They get magic tricks from Amazon, and I hate the magic tricks that come with like equipment like it's a plastic thing you put the coin in it they slide it over they pull it out and the coin's gone i'm like dumb dude they're like no it's cool i'm like no i want to see you like take this pen this pen and just make it disappear you know what i mean gone gone bye like what see magic holy shit and- can you do that again <laughs> <laughs> and that's when i see this i just see two pieces of equipment and i just hate it i just fucking hate it <clears throat> Well, I think that some people will also hate it. Yeah, I hate it. I, I think, think I personally think this is going to be a very difficult <laughs> test. You know, even just as simple as it might look. So I think this one's going to hurt. Go ahead. Go ahead. Tell me. This is a couplet, right? Not necessarily. 
And I think of the two perceived or the three perceived couplets, this is the one that's most likely to be a triplet with pistols thrown in there. The, you know, and it's, it's, it might seem boring or redundant, but he's had a pistol GHG workout each of the last two years, right? JR. Yeah. This would be the third year in a row. The thing I've been curious about, because obviously there's no starting area here, is if the if there's a possibility of having a forced time for a row at this at the, as a buy into this workout, and then if you don't make it, that your workout's over. Oh, oh, yeah. So I think Caleb has a picture of it, but it's kind of easy to explain. Last year in the last chance qualifier, similarly to Jackie Pro, when he said, "Hey, you got to row this hard, or your workout's over." We saw some people not be able to do that on Jackie Pro. Last chance qualifier, eight minutes for guys, nine minutes for girls. 2K row, max distance handstand walk. I was one of the ones that pushed back and said, I don't think that's enough time. I think they should have more time. But what did we see like Tim Paulson do, right? He did what Very others long. didn't want to do. He rode, rode to the edges of his capacity and still had time to accumulate a lot of reps at handstand walk. So I think about a workout like that, and could he say, you know, you guys aren't safe either at quarterfinals. You guys are going to have to give too. So you have a nine-minute window, and you're going to row a 2K, and whatever time you have left, you're going to do max GHDs. And it's every single GHD counts. And do you want to row five seconds faster just so you can get two more GHDs? Um, yeah, I, I have some other, I guess, kind of crazy ideas. but I like that crazy idea. The other thing that I've thought about for this test, and it's a more of a concept that people have been throwing around out there, you know, is that um, we've had these, you know, these, these isolated strength tests periodically or frequently show up. We had one in quarterfinals last year, one in quarterfinals the year before, one in the open this year, but we rarely have at the open or, or quarterfinal stage had a, an isolated test that's not a strength test. So people have thought, oh, well, maybe this year we'll have uh, an isolated rowing test, or we'll have an isolated gymnastics test. And other people have even gone so far to say, well, if they do that, maybe they'll combine them. Like we kind of, some people wish they had done with 23.2 A and B. So there, I think that there's also the potential here for something like uh, a, you know, a rowing time trial. And then, um, you know, from whenever you finish or at a specific time that you start a gymnastics test and that you can combine those two scores and it could be a, a single a single modality gymnastics text of 100 ghg setups for time or it could be uh you know a couplet of gymnastics with the ghg and the pistol that the row is factored into i don't think that that's likely but i but it is something that i've heard people talking about yeah you know we stage one of the games 2020 you know we got the 1k row and we got the max handstand hold Max handstand hold specifically has been programmed so much in the last couple of years, all kinds of isometric holds on main site and other places to where that's just something we need to be doing. So, I mean, yeah, I think it's legitimate to ask, could it happen at semifinals? You know, we, we always see strength isolated in its own modality and we don't see that. We've always really seen it at the games where it's one thing, not triple threes guys. That's three things. One thing like a 2K row or a, a max L sit or um, 30 rope climbs for time where there's nothing with it. There's no shuttle runs or anything like that. And then to Brian's point, I think it would be great to mix that kind of stuff in so that you don't just look for the, okay, cool. What's the lift here? Okay, cool. What's the lift going to be? And there's not always going to be one. 
Um, There's one small thing that, again, I'm probably reading into this too much. Caleb, can you pull up the two pictures of the last two years quarterfinals GHD workout? I have two questions for you, by the way, about the workout. So this is... What is uh, this? Sorry. What is this again? This is just just a screenshot of... um, Last year's? That's last year's. Yeah. And then we can go to the 2021. Now, when they first released the floor plan, that blue box with the writing was not on it. Well, what is that? Is that Correct. is it raining somewhere someone's at? Yeah, not not here. I, I do hear that, though. Okay. Uh, what, uh, but, Caleb, what is that? I, it's not bugging me. I just want to know what it is. It's, or is your to- Maybe your toilet's overflowing in the bathroom. Sounds like water rushing onto the floor or something. I just got that fixed, so should be good. <laughs> but what is that sound? What is that? Is it rain? One hour, 28 minutes, and 24 no, seconds my, the show. My heater just kicked on. Oh, that's nice. Okay, yeah, stay warm, buddy. I, I ain't hating. I just like... I just like. Uh, so just the the, the, the... the crazy person in me just wonders. Everyone knows what a GHD is. Everyone knows where your feet go. Everyone knows where you touch. Why on this year's floor plan does it say GHD touch floor? That's my now, question. Now, that was my now, question. Why? Tell us. Again, we go back to what he said. You know, you guys see this thing and you think, oh, that's the only thing you can use it for. While I don't think they would find out a way to do hip extensions in a quarterfinal setting where you go down and you touch the ground and you come to parallel, whatever. I do think that when you look at other things on the equipment list and you look at the fact that we've only done 40 wall balls and we know that there's a wall ball on the equipment list that this could absolutely be med ball GHD sit-ups. Well, tell, I, I still don't answer your question. I still don't, you're not answering your question and I need an answer. Well, I, well it says well, GHD touch floor in the past. There's always been pads there. The males get, get a riser and the females get a riser. Why, why feel the need to tell everyone this is where you touch the floor on the GHD sit-up? Yeah. Why, add, why add that box at all? If yeah. it doesn't, if it doesn't mean something now, it might just be reiterating to people, Hey, you have to touch within the footprint. <laughs> I, I really don't think that they would be putting the blue there, but in, in case they think that people are going to try to go to the side and touch, which they oftentimes do when they touch with both hands, maybe it's just their way of saying, Hey, this is the target that you're going to touch with the med ball. What so do you mean I, to the sides? Like the guy, the really tall guys, you just target you go that wide? You're touch with your hands and they're going to force you to stay within the parameters of the GHG. Yeah, and maybe that's maybe that's what that is. I I was just very very puzzled by that, and I went back and looked at those floor plans to see like has this always been there? Like why is this why is this here? So, yeah, again, I think that sometimes the 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 the, the picture isn't complete. Like Brian said, we knew we needed a flat bench, but the picture of the bench didn't make it into the floor plan last year for the other total, and then we still ended up using the bench even though it wasn't in the picture. So we're not we don't see we don't see a medicine ball anywhere any of these workouts there's no heavy medicine ball and we only did 40 wall balls in the open i just think that it would it could be a cool wrinkle that we did something like a med ball ghc setup and it's not something that's uncommon something they've done at the games many times Uh, um is there is there a med ball on the equipment list 20 and 14 Mm. Uh, has has do, let me ask you this this is off subject a, a little bit but ha, would you are, do you think for sure there will be pistols in the quarterfinals 
I don't mind not for sure, but I think if I had to bet yes or no, I would bet on yes and I would bet on them in this workout. Okay. And if I had to bet yes or no, I would say no, but if they had to be in a workout, it would definitely be this one. Didn't we talk about what about the, um, uh, in the, um, the one that was the dumbbell and the jump rope for pistols. We had talked about it, but I don't think any of us, either of us ended up thinking that that would be the case there. Okay. Uh, Rambo, this is not appropriate. I uh, wish Haley was competing. Not appropriate. Uh, we, all, we all wish she was competing. Okay. Uh, bring your own, uh, Kate, bring your own med ball. You think Kate drinks while she watches the show? You want a, a prediction for this one before we move on? Please. JR, you want to go? Uh, sure. I hope it's not this. <laughs> because I think I've never for, heard him say that because I, because, that's I, great. because I think rowing for distance and not calories is silly at this level but um, this is a really like it's a, been a repeated main site workout tons of times um, 2k row 50 med ball GHD 1k row 35 med ball GHD 500 meter row 20 med ball GHD savage horrific right yeah it's pretty bad although much more time is spent on the row some would argue that you could still you could still make up time on both movements i would still say it's more dependent on the row uh 741 people that. <laughs> 741 people watching only 118 likes uh, those of you who can't hit the like button just uh, go home now just turn us off if you don't like us turn us off and a uh, subscribe also don't be silly just subscribe I talk about a lot of cool stuff uh, besides the games. You're going to love it. I'm going to go with the triplet on this one. I'm going to say two rounds, 50 cal row, 50 GHD, 50 pistols. Uh, what about these machines, um, uh, Mr. JR? Is there anything about these machines where we've been closed-minded in our uh, thinking of how, how to use them? Uh, That's what no. he was talking about. The potential for a hip extension, the introduction introduction of a med ball GHD. I don't think there's anything. I don't think we're going to be doing anything uh, with the rower other than row overhead squat with the rower. Yeah, I don't think we're going to be doing hug a Twinkies with the GHDs. I don't think we're going to be doing burpees over the erg. I mean, we could for sure do that, and it wouldn't be something that people see coming. People do it in training all the time, where they just use the rower as a barbell and do lateral burpees over the rower. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Uh, but but we suspect we're already going to get some burpees with that uh, box and those lines. Mm-hmm. All right. Yeah, and in, and look, and I, I think Jr. is doing the same thing. And when I'm putting out these predictions, I'm like trying to have a, a reasonable test of five things, so not du- duplicating too many movement patterns, etc. Uh, okay, final test. Wow, we did it. Uh, our first our first sign of the pull up rig, right? Yeah, and hopefully a rope is right next to it. Yeah, that's I don't understand that rope. What what the fuck? Like, well, basically what he's saying is you have to have a pull-up rig and a rope that are both eight feet away from the barbell and in the same plane. There's not an alternate view. Oh no, they say down there at the bottom. As long as they they can be mm-hmm. configured anywhere, as long as they're eight feet away from the barbell. So you could have a a view where there's a rig eight feet to the barbell and then perpendicular to 90 degree angle, eight more feet to your rope over there. If you have to traverse between the pull-up rig and the rope in that situation, 
then you're at a little bit of a disadvantage if someone has this. But because of that nuance, I don't think that there'll be transitions between the pull-up rig and the rope. And we don't know how long the rope is. Is there some sort of standard for a rope climb in CrossFit? Is it 15, a 15 foot rope or 13 foot? Yeah. Pull up uh, Pat Vellner's uh, Instagram story today. You can see for yourself what the, st- what the standard is. It just made me laugh when I saw it. Uh, and, just- and there's no way if you have a rope that close to your pull up rig, it's going to be fucking dangerous anyway. So basically they're just saying a rope and a pull up rig and the rope and the pull up rig have to be eight feet away from the bar. <clears throat> Correct. They each have to be. And that's why I don't think. Oh. <laughs> That's why I don't think that you'll be moving from the pull-up rig to the rope. I think every time that you finish on either one, you go back to the barbell before you go to the other, or that it'll be everything on the rig, everything on the barbell, then everything on the rope or something like that. What's Pat doing up there? Getting ready for quarterfinals. (laughs) All right. (laughs) Look at that rope is just fraying like a mofo. Look at Go down a little bit. God. That's kind of crazy, right? Uh, it's pretty common. Hey, I, I feel like we have to say this, Brian. We've talked about discussing this many times and never have. If they're going to tell you what kind of barbell you have to use, 45-pound bar, 35-pound bar. Are they going to? Did it say that somewhere? The, they have. They've, they've started doing that. And they're going to tell you um, – you know, specific things that you, you have to use or that you can't use, you know, certain, um, certain height plates, whatever. Short straps and ring muscle ups are much easier than long straps. Some ropes are not an inch and a half. Some are an inch. Some are two inches. All those things makes, makes it easier. So at this stage specifically, do we think it's a good idea for them to say, Hey, you need a pair of rings and you need to show that the strap is at least um, eight feet long. We're already getting up on a ladder to measure a 15 foot rope. So why, why aren't we showing that ring straps are the same? Why aren't we showing that the diameter of our rings are not the skinny rings? And I'm not saying it matters for everybody. It doesn't for the best. It doesn't matter. But for a lot of people, if you do a thruster legless rope climb workout and you add a pull up movement in it, it's going to be a grip test. So if you have someone that has a rope that's only one inch in diameter versus someone that's got one that's an inch and a half and they're doing 10 legless rope climbs, that might be enough to matter in the workout. I I know this. When I get ropes from Rogue, whatever they are, and they're new, my fingers can go into the grooves of the rope and it makes it significantly easier. Like way, 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 way easier. Crazy easier. It's like there's no, it's like almost like the fatigue is like half as much. Just pick, pick an affiliate that, how would they do that? They'd have to get behind a brand of rope or just the well, diameter? I think that or? in this case, if they wanted to do something like that, either of the things that JR suggested, that they, that those are things that would help in terms of unifying the competition for sure. But if they wanted to make those changes, they need to give adequate or ample time for people to. Uh, uh, you know, accommodate that. I would say like a year. Hey, just so you guys know next year for the open, if the, if ring muscle ups show up, you're going to have to have straps that are at least eight feet long. If ring, if rope climbs show up in any stage of competition, you need ropes that are one and a half inch diameter. Hmm. Ropes by pan chick. That's good. <clears throat> yeah. Little hands. Exactly. Yeah. I don't got, I don't, I do not have big hands. 
Uh, okay. Um, I- interesting. Maybe it doesn't matter in the in the in the um, quarterfinals. Maybe that shit only matters in the semifinals in the games because it's so nuanced, uh, Jr. Yeah, maybe so. Uh, okay. Oh, uh, and any any thoughts on this? I think this has the potential to be a really fun test. I think that we're going to get just about pull-ups in this workout since we had none of them in the open for the first time in a while. And uh, I think that high likelihood the barrel movement is a snatch here. And I'll push back and say that I think the barbell movement's either a thruster or an overhead squat. Another thruster. <clears throat> the, the concept of having thrusters in volume does make a lot of sense, especially what given, given what, uh, what JR talked about. I mean, excuse me, what Bosman talked about with, uh, you know, having a thruster present in the open, but not for volume. So I would say that's a, that's an excellent guess here as well. A legless rope climbs or, uh, or with the legs. I think we are going to get legless here. A lot of people think it's too soon, but they had 40 strict handstand pushups in the open. And I, I don't think it's really unreasonable at this point to see a legless rope climb as not equal to other strict gymnastics movements. What about something crazy, JR? Uh, skin the cats, five skin the cats, and uh, then um, five uh, rope climbs, and then uh, uh, 10 thrusters. No, well, I do think like a, a bar pullover is very similar to like a back roll to support on the rings. I don't think that uh, any kind of pullover or anything like that is going to be done at quarterfinals. I don't think they'll unveil any movement that's that obscure online. Um, but I do wonder too, like, you know, we did burpee pull-ups in the open. Maybe we do burpee chest to bar. Maybe we do burpee bar muscle up. Um, but it, to me, it doesn't make a lot of sense only because the box has a line bisecting it that I just think is going to be used for nothing but burpees. So to me, the, the burpees don't, don't make a lot of sense here. I think some type of Fran workout, maybe with a rope climb buy-in makes a lot of sense. Um, Bill Grundler had a really cool idea for one. So like, you know, um, maybe it's something for time. Um, and every round you have to start with like one legless rope climb or two regular rope climbs and then you progress. But I think it could just be something really simple like um, 40 chest of our 20 thruster, 10 rope climb for time. Just something like that. Yeah, 40, I, re- 40, I really 20, like 10. that. I think, more, I think more volume of chest of our, I think at least 60, I think 60, 60 and 30 makes more sense to me. I actually really like the um, thruster now that you bring it up. Hey, what, where have the kettlebells been? There were kettlebells on that list, on the equipment list. We didn't see them in the open, right? No, correct. And you will not see them for individual quarterfinals. You could still see them for team quarterfinals, age group quarterfinals, or age group semifinals. So why and why don't you think we'll see them? Because these are floor plans, not equipment lists. Well, if you're going to have a, you know, like there's a dumbbell that's shown there. There's no kettlebell shown anywhere. So I think it would be awesome if we used a kettlebell in one of the workouts. They just were like, yeah, we don't have to put everything on the floor plan. You knew it was on the equipment list, but I don't think they'll do that. Uh, Jamie Latimer, uh, the old people have to do farmer's carries with it. That seems kind of like a go-to for old people, right? Farmer's carry. Well, it's only ever been in (laughs) online competition once, and that was last year for the semifinals with legless rope climbs. For the young people, right? For the the age group or the... For for all the age groups, yeah. Uh, I thought I saw the F word here. Um, look at another Victor, Victor, uh, 
Fuck quarterfinals. Let's interview Brian. Dude, we had three hours of Brian. You're gonna dream about Brian tonight. We had we had we had two hours. We had frisbee Brian, then we had uh, um, real life Brian, and then now we have the CrossFit Brian. What the fuck, Brian? What do you think about legless rope climbs at this stage? If we saw sixty year olds doing legless rope climbs in age group semifinals to get to the games, yeah, I think uh, I think it's possible. Um, I'm just think about like what's a reasonable a reasonable volume of those and. If they did have them, would they would they have a different volume for men than women, which often does happen? But I like this. I like this last workout as being an, again a, one of the shorter ones. Maybe like the you know the best people finishing it in the four to six minute range with something like an eight minute time cap. And it's like uh, you know, I kind of like I like I said I think there's going to be chest bar pull ups. Maybe like sixty chest bar pull ups. I really like the thrusters. Maybe like thirty thrusters at one fifteen and eighty five, and then you know, t- maybe 10 rope climbs or five Lagos rope climbs as the, the final component. Five, if it's like Lagos rope is maybe like five slash four Lagos rope climb. Yeah, maybe or, they might, or they might have a different height for women than men, which is how what I usually do when I program them at the gym, 15 and 12 feet. We didn't have one negative thing to say about the floor plans. That's pretty good. Yeah. I think if they, they could do like 60 chest to bar, 30 thruster, six rope climb legless, but then make three for women. Yeah. Would you rather see less number for women or a lower height per rep? I can I personally like the lower height per rep because I, I when we do rope climbs at the gym to 15 feet, like most of the proficient men are getting up there in two pulls, and most of the proficient women are getting up there in three pulls. It's like 30% harder for them to get up there. When we do legless rope climbs, I have a, a 15 and a 12 foot mark on the rope, and I said men can go to 15, the women go to 12. Yeah, but there we there we go again. Do we need to adjust the wall ball height based on height? Brian, do you ever do you ever yeah, when I mean, you're well, boning, like, like you start narrating, like you you start narrating your boning, and with the right good. hand in a very uh, dexterous move, she pulled the sheets down, letting in some much needed fresh air. As 15 minutes here under these heavy blankets, this caused a lot of slippage and wetness. Like do you ever do you ever like hear your inner monologue just start narrating your sex life? Yeah, I usually just kind of put my phone quietly on a record under the pillow nearby so I can listen back to it later. <laughs> Shut up. I'm, I'm recording. <laughs> uh, I, I just, yeah, okay, sorry. I, I didn't say any of that out loud, did I? Okay. Uh, I'm not attracted to Brian. Oh, my God. Okay, well, that makes that's just you. Um, uh, okay. So, so this one, um, uh, thoughts, didn't say she, she's more of a Caleb type of a woman. Yeah. I like my men. I like my, my men. Uh, I'm a gay man because of my boyfriend is in the military. Wow. See? There you go. See? Um, uh, tell me, um, uh, tell me about this workout. Uh, is this one going to really, is this one really going to hurt? Is this, uh, I think that for the, be- the, be- the best athletes in quarterfinals, this workout's going to be fun, whatever it is. Likely chest bar pull ups. I think I think thrusters a great call here, Jr. It's I, not going to scar them. That that rower one's going to scar them, right? I think that one is the one that people are going to be like, "God damn it, this bullshit again." Yeah. All right. Yeah, and like we don't want to get too deep in the weeds on that, but it really helps. Like if you're someone that just made quarterfinals, maybe you barely made it, to have a good coach that wants to help you do the best you can on them based on the order at which you do them, because. 
like for me, if an athlete that's not someone that would say, Hey, you're going to be fine doing them in, you know, this order or this order, you know, it's not that big of a deal outside of an injury. If you see a workout like road GHD and you know, it's just going to be the most painful workout. You want to encourage them to do it probably not before they do four other tests if possible. Right. So if there's a workout that, you know, because is of the psychological implications, you are physical, physical, like if there's oh. going to be something that's just going to wreck your body. Like if you, if, if, if your lower back tends to blow up easily and there's a workout with 135 deadlifts, if you have the choice, you probably don't want to do that one first. <laughs> if it's test five, you might want to wait until Saturday or Sunday to do that. one. And I think some people see a work, see workouts and they think, Oh, I should do this one first because I'm the best at this. Well, maybe, but what's it going to do the rest of your weekend? You have to think about things like that. Like what workouts are going to cause the most effect on all the rest of them? Are you able to like work around it? Because maybe this is the last year they give you the option to do them kind of the way you want. I'm still holding out hope that they do the passwords and that they force you to do two, two, one. You do like that? I think I like that would that be too. awesome. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, you know, it doesn't look like there's going to be a single strength test this year, but there have been the last two years and JR knows this. And most of, if not all of the elite athletes just did that test first, even though it was listed as test four. And everyone who's done CrossFit knows that, you know, if you taper for two days and come into a, a gym and do a, and are trying to do a heavy lift, it's going to go better than if you've done three competitive workouts over 36 hours leading into that heavy lift. I, I like it. And, and then they would be updating the leaderboard regularly, regularly. The well, that's going to happen be, anyway, but it will be a shit show. If we'll be comparing apples to oranges to cucumbers. No, it won't because after the first two, no matter when you did your four rep max mm -hmm. front squat, it did not show up until the time that it was due. Even if you submitted it, it didn't show up on a leaderboard. They only reveal the first two tests or you maybe don't even have the option to submit it that early. And so, Sevon, the scores will be due at 12 Pacific, and then at 1 Pacific, the leaderboard will go live. So, yeah, like, but, at one hour after, you'll be able to see day by day. But Okay, you won't I, I must be not be understanding. Like, so I must not Friday, be, be understanding something. Like, let's say you do workout 1 and 2 on the first day, and Brian does 5 and 4, and I do 1 and 5, and then the leaderboard fills with our workouts. It's like, well, we can't compare ourselves. No, no, no. No matter how many or which workouts you've done in the first 24 hours – you can only and must only submit workouts one and two. Oh, okay, 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 okay. But, what, okay. but some of the top athletes, or some athletes will just do all five workouts in one day. Hey, so then are we doing shows on Thursday, Friday, and Saturday? How could we not? No, I don't think so. <laughs> How could we not? I mean, I don't know. I, I don't think so. I'm going to be... What's really been cool about the last two years is that they've been very similar in some of the program design, but what's been really cool about them is the effect that the tests have on the leaderboard on each day. Because in the past couple of years, the first two workouts have been predominantly, um, I would say, like to the more gymnastics-based athlete. Lots of handstand push-ups, lots of pistols, lots of rope climbs, lots of GHDs, muscle-ups. And then workouts three and four have always included the heavy test, whether it's the one rep max, um, you know, like the four rep max front squat or the other total. So the leaderboard would flip really hard from day one to day two. And then the cream like would always it. be at the top. And then the last day has been that high power output, high execution, really fast workout where some people just weren't strong enough to move the moderately heavy barbell fast and others were and the leaderboard would flip again.
So it'll be interesting to see if we get that kind of parity day to day. When's the leaderboard close? What time again? Every day? Closes at 12 Pacific and then it will populate, populate. at one. Every day or just mm-hmm. the first day? On Friday, Saturday, and Sunday at 1 p.m. Pacific time, you should be able to see an updated leaderboard. Okay, guys, listen. Listen, guys. If we're if you're wanting to do shows, I mean, this is I'm I'm already stretched really thin during this. I'm sure Jay are stretched even thinner than I am. And it does make sense. I can definitely not do it at in the middle of the day. Friday, me. 1 p.m. We'll be here. No don't chance. anyone worry. I'm not gonna be don't here. Saturday, 1 p.m. No, no chance. I will not be here. Definitely be here. Uh, Sunday, <laughs> 1 p.m. You can invite other people, but it's not going to be me. No. Nope. Sunday, one. Well, Sunday, one. And my, what's a good time? Sunday, you, right? 1 p.m. Potentially. <clears throat> Sunday, 1 p.m. It, 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 it closes Monday at 1 p.m. No. Sunday. Sunday. Sunday at 12 Pacific. Oh, my God. Sunday show is going to be incredible. In a fucking incredible. Uh, w- uh, br- what time works for you guys on um, Friday and Saturday? Friday and Saturday. <laughs> I don't know because I'm I'm basically I've made myself available to all of the quarterfinal athletes and they have to be flexible around the class schedules. So if they want to come in at eight o'clock on Friday night and do it, I will do it. Well, I'm very flexible too, Brian. If you want to do it at 930 at night on Friday, I'll do it then too. <clears throat> Saturday's UFC big fight, guys. Big fight. Kamuro. Saturday night during the UFC fight, I can do it. <laughs> <laughs> hey, Kamuro, you'll save hey, me seventy nine dollars. I've been for this opportunity ever hey. since you scheduled a show during the World Cup. Listen, uh, uh, you owe okay. it to me. During Is John fight. Young gay? <laughs> it's I don't. How the fuck would we know? We can ask him. How would we know? Well, okay. I mean, he's going to say no. He has a wife, but, but I'll say, ask him. We'll get him on the wife? show. Uh, John Young and Tyler Watkins are both gay. Oh, no. Sorry. I read that wrong. John Young and Tyler Watkins will be doing quarterfinals. Okay. Uh, uh, okay. So, guys, we're going to do shows. Um, uh, we'll be doing shows. Fr- Listen, Friday at 1 o'clock, it will be me and JR, and we will also have Adrian, Bos- <laughs> we will have Adrian Bosman on. And I promise you, if we get Adrian here, uh, Brian will be here. I will not. All right. <clears throat> well, Brad, so the JV team is doing quarters. <laughs> so uh, thank you. Their score. Uh, say, what'd you say? That everybody who lied in their scores is going to be on that show. Yeah. yeah God, UFC is going to be crazy Saturday. So I got Saturday at uh, 10 p.m. show. Okay. That's perfect. Okay, and Sunday at 1 p.m. show. Uh, 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 Pacific Standard Time? When's the fight? I, <laughs> <laughs> uh, the, I think, I, you know what? I don't know. I, I, that's a great question. I, I have a feeling um, the fights might be a little weird. Uh, I don't know. Usually they're at 7 p.m. Pacific Standard Time. Uh, UFC schedule. <clears throat> uh, yeah, it's, it's check it out Saturday at 2 p.m. Saturday at 2 p.m.? Yeah, it's crazy. Cause it must be in Europe or something. Hmm. I guess it's Saturday night is open then. Okay, so what? So uh, Friday, what time works for you guys Friday? Do you guys have a time? JR, what, what are you doing? JR, I, mean, JR, I'm, JR I'm, I know your wife's standing over you with a whip right now. Would you just look up to her and ask her, honey, Friday? Um, no, she's 
She's in the bathroom. She put the whip down quick. No, she's asleep for sure. Um, <laughs> she's definitely asleep. Uh, I will be doing quarterfinals. Like I'll be judging and doing all that, um, especially between the hours of nine and 12 and one and four, because they all have to do them not during class time. So um, the, they, that one to four window is huge. And then I'll be coaching the afternoon and stuff. So, so 5 p.m. Pacific Standard Time. Uh, on Five. on Friday, that would be two. That, that would be eight Eastern. Uh, no, I could do I could do a little bit earlier than that, but I can't do that late. I would say. And Brian has to go later, and you have to go earlier. Oh, this is going to get fun. Uh, Bill Grundler, you're up. Grundler, dust off that fucking mouth of yours. Um, okay. TBD. I think we can have these conversations off the air. All right, it's so much more fun on the air. Uh, JR has kids have on like I give a fuck. Fuck you, Barry. Um, okay. Uh, we'll see you guys Friday, Saturday, and Sunday. And uh did, did you write down all our predictions for the workouts? Not really. I pretended to. I had a pencil and paper. He doesn't remember I was, one. I was just <laughs> scribbling around. And people in the comments will tell me. They'll be like, JR was spot on there. Incredible. JR was so off on that one. Look at Mike Halpin. Fine, Halpin. Good. Halpin, you're up. Dust it off, Halpin. You're up. We'll have a big well, we'll bring on a lot of guys. It's gonna be this is gonna be good. Uh it's gonna be a great show. Good. Focus on the cut line. No one cares <laughs> about who's at the top. It, truly, you mean that though, right? Truly. Yeah, this cut yeah. this competition is about the cut line. It has nothing <laughs> to do with the overall winners because there's nothing on the line for them. But having having people, especially like Brian and Halpin that know the athletes that know that's team, that's team, that's team. I mean, of course people are going to ask, well, why are they doing it? Well, because things happen every day next week when your teammates may get injured and you want a fallback plan. But most people that you know are committed to teams, it'll be good to know who in the top 60 day to day will not stay there based on whatever reason. Yeah. And and like JR said, there's like a high likelihood that, you know, the first two combinations of tests will favor a specific style of athlete or, or a specific athlete. And they might be looking great, but there may be a couple heavy tests looming or a couple things that are, you know, holes that we're aware of for them. If there are like a sore climbs in the last workout, we might be looking at someone and say, yeah, they're probably going to do pretty well, but what's going to happen when they get to that legless rope climb? Who you calling? Ghostbusters. And Brian just said legless rope climb. Patrick could help for the right amount. I heard Claire. I heard Claire Bays is free. You guys are so helpful. Andrew Hiller, he's always on deck. Dave, screening your calls. You reach Matt, leave a message, and I'll get back to you as soon as I can. Thanks. Have a great day. At the tone, please record your message. When you've finished recording, you may hang up or press one for more options. Uh, uh, Sousa, can you put on the calendar um, quarterfinal shows uh, Friday, Saturday, Sunday? Uh, The times don't matter. Just make up times, and we'll adjust them as it goes. You can uh, start with 1 o'clock. I think that's what works for JR. 1 o'clock, he was saying (laughs) <laughs> thank you see there you go you have a tough time saying no don't you me you know i do 
Oh, I know, but I like that about you. It's good. You're a good dude. <laughs> but now, now I know. Now I know. Hey, dude, you invested in that mic. Hey, see, I, see, you, see how I did that? Yeah, yeah, that was good. You invest, you invested in that mic, and you probably have like a uh, uh, what's that thing called that the Chinese people use with the beads? A hibiscus. What's that thing? Calibus, a smackus, uh, an abacus. Abacus. Thank you, hibiscus. He's got an abacus there, and he's always trying to figure out how much, like, how he's leveraging the equipment he purchased for the show, and how he's making his uh, money back on it. Uses. Okay, uh, this used to cost me three hundred dollars a show. Now it's one hundred and fifty a show. Now it's seventy five a show. I just wrote it off. This in the laptop. Just write it off. Awesome, abacus. Thank you. Thank you. I think this guy might be a dickhead. This draw your dagger dude. Do we? Are we fighting this guy? He's really nice. Oh, all right. My bad. Abyss. Oh, Bruce Wayne. Oh, so, sorry, guys. I'm keeping on. We have to go. Bruce. Uh, my mom says um, it's too much with the. Um, with the movie uh, thumbnails that it has to be like every fifth one or just what shows that I do with Hiller that you have to show some pictures where I actually look cool or else then it, it's not funny. If like every one I'm in a movie, there's like two pictures of you and the entire internet. Oh, okay. I'll send you some. This is the one Brian sent count as one. No, no. Uh, oh, here we go. Uh, Susa. Hi. Yo. Hey, what's up, dude? Hey, what's going on? Don't listen, don't hey, listen to anything he says. Right yeah, yeah, don't listen to him. Whatever he says right now, don't listen to him. <laughs> Sorry. Okay. Sorry, JR's been drinking. Um, oh, nice. Um, can, we, we, I want to schedule like- shows for uh, quarterfinal shows for Friday, uh, Saturday, and Sunday. Uh, what? Friday, Saturday, and Sunday? Yeah, the time doesn't matter. I just want to get them on the schedule, and then I'll bug Caleb every fifteen minutes about switching it. All right. Okay. Friday, so, Saturday, Sunday it is. Yeah, because the scores come in at um, maybe make them after one p.m. The scores come in right one p.m. Guys, watch what on Monday phone call at seven. Oh my God! One of these is one of these CrossFit shows open. I'm so sick of them. Tuesday seven. More shows about CrossFit. Every day shows about CrossFit. Time doesn't matter. Get them on the schedule. Uh, Jr. When did you say that? When does the quarterfinals close? Sunday at one p.m. <clears throat> that's when the leaderboard populates. Yeah. And so that's what they have to be due by Sun. The last, the fifth workout has to be due Sunday by noon. Correct. Eleven fifty nine. Okay. Yeah. Jr. Would like to do them. Uh, one p.m. is a good starting point for Jr. Roger that. All right. All right. Thank you, uh, Mr. Susan. We miss you. All right. Bye. Bye. Is he stoned? There was a Brokeback Mountain thumbnail. Oh, yeah, dude. Oh, great. Which guy was I? Was I the top or the bottom guy? Seven, did you get the uh, next disc golf show on the schedule for Monday night? You forgot to tell Susan. Oh, shit. Shit, 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 shit. It's going to be a very busy weekend for you. Shit. Uh, Okay, hold on. Sorry. Is that really? I wonder who our guest is Monday. And 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 then we'll close the show. Hey. Yeah, hello. Sorry, uh, Monday the twentieth. Um, we're we're f- blessed with another. E- oh fuck, we're blessed with another. Um, why do I always look like the the dude who just? Why do I always look like the goober? 
Have you seen the one with me and Brian? I look horrible. Caleb's fucking me right now on the show so hard. Uh, Monday, awesome. Monday the twentieth. Can you um, schedule a frisbee show? Also, it's our third one. It's it's in Austin. <laughs> Those frisbees. All right, Monday the twentieth. What time? Six p.m. again? Uh, yes. Is that good, Brian? Six p.m. Yep. Okay. Thank you, Brian. Thank you so much for being vulnerable today. Okay. <laughs> okay bye that was awkward bye okay it's your face i know i know I, unfortunately you're right it is my face uh i i love it that i love that Sevon pays brian in frisbee shows oh wow did you get the um the final trolling the leaderboard episode for next tuesday night did you get that in the schedule is that really what it would be that was the, that was the plan. I mean, we could I mean we could do it on Sunday in theory, but there's always a ch- the chance that things change a little bit over the those couple of days. That's Tuesday the twenty first. Mm-hmm. I better text him that. This is too much information to give him. Oh, and the twenty first is does that work for you, Jr? It's the same. It's the same time as this show, not just next week. Yeah, twenty first Tuesday. Yeah, yeah, that's fine. The face of a goober. I know. I know. It's it's a pretty gooberish face. Okay. <clears throat> Thank you, everyone. Uh, we will see you tomorrow morning, 7 a.m. Pacific Standard Time. Uh, Joshua Bridges will be here. Some comments are so bad I can't even read them out loud. (laughs) Bye-bye.